I'm good on headphones. I'm cool on that. So, um, what are your favorite Mopeds songs? Guy. Yo, yo, ho, 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 and a bottle of rum. Two stroke. Um, first off, uh, congratulations. Wait, what? I don't know. <laughs> first off, sorry if we've been getting a little out of hand over here. But but if you listen, if you listen, it's quiet in here. We we don't have. A thousand people. I don't know if it got out of hand or not. I don't, I don't listen to podcasts uh, <laughs> everyone, created, created by the community, which we hang out with. Everyone, everyone's currently sober. Like, yeah, there's no dancing or karaoke going on in the other room. Oh, one beer in. No one's gonna pop in here about some nonsense. No surprise guests. <laughs> uh, we we like the nonsense, but that's that's kind of like. The fun of it. It's like being at a rally. Dude, we're getting real serious this episode. It's entertaining. Yeah, we're going to reel it back in. We're going to have a guess. We've got a schedule. We're gonna, we're, we're, we're Maybe gonna, not. We're going to hold it together. Probably still be just as ridiculous as ever. But, you know, that's that's it. That's that's it. Mop- Welcome to Open Money Podcast. Sounds awful. We're here. We're doing it. Uh, another week where we don't know what episode we're on. But that's perfect. Because the episodes don't matter anymore. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. We finally got rid of the Brapper. Thank God. <laughs> he finally went home. Dude, speak of that, dude, I have a, I got a Mad Brapper shirt. you give you one, too? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about uh, changing our club logo, actually, too. Our back patches for our cuts. To what? Uh, man, I'm kind of falling in love with, like, you know, the story of the Richmond Buffalo. So we could change it to, like, the Rubble Rousers and put, like, a Buffalo logo on the back. What do you think? I think now you're just... Purposely trying to beef with Legion. <laughs> Poking fun. I see it. I get what you're doing. A little there. jab. Dude. Um, no, no. The, the logo you guys have now is perfect. The fucking RR. The uh, Rolls, Royal, Rolls, Rolls, Rolls Royce. Royce Club. Yeah. The uh, the Poking Little Fun. At, out of, you know, like, I guess Adam and Legion are beefing about some sort of logo <sighs> shit. That's a good cup of Joe. It's not even though it's. Nah, I'm just playing with Jimmy. Co- Old Jimmy. Coca-Cola went through 70 years of keeping their product at five cents. Back in the day, until like 1959. Really? They changed their prices. How do you know these uh, Coca-Cola factoids? Uh, Planet Money, man. Listen to Planet Money podcast. Damn. And. Which is crazy because, like, how do you keep a product the same price for five years, or no, seventy years? Because it, it didn't cost shit to make from the beginning, so they're already making hand over fist. Yeah, they over, overpriced it to begin with, and the guy said basically that their goal was not to make a ton of money, but to to put it everywhere. Well, that's to smart. Sell buckets of it to keep our guy to keep the people making it busy. We weren't yeah. making a bunch of money, but we had it everywhere. Yeah, I mean that's how I always felt about like music and other things. Like, you got a new club. Saturated. You want to get your shit out there? Just fucking give out free stickers when you get a rallies. Give out fucking pins to everyone you meet. This is the same platform like, Harley went with that tanked them. Saturate the market. 
let all the knobs fucking tinker with your shit. Yeah. And then you become a parts company. That's crazy, though. I read some shit the other day, and it was like, someone was posting like, oh, like, Harley's not selling shit now, and it's like, Millennials, you know, only bought a couple of bikes, and now the new generation's not buying any. They're still selling plenty of bikes. Yeah, I'm sure they are. But the... uh you can still basically the five cent soda is almost still around. If you buy a two liter and you get it at a discounted, you know, like a good deal on it per ounce, the five cent Coke's still around, kind of. Hmm. Hmm. Fun mm. fact. Fun fact. Fun facts. So, you do anything with mopeds this week? Uh, I looked at that Hobbit a lot. It's way better than I thought it was. The one you picked up. Well, how much did you pay for that? Seventy dollars. Whoa. Yeah. That's a button pusher. Wait, that's the wrong one. Yeah, yeah, there we go. He wanted, he was like, man, I don't know, man. And I was like, he's going to throw out some fucking crazy high offer. And he's like, 65 bucks, man. I think I even have the title. <laughs> and I might have some other shit for it, too. And I was like, all right, cool. Then I just blew him off because I didn't have time to do it, to yeah. like go pick it up. And he wouldn't take anything with cash. And I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> Let me hit him up again and see if he's got it. I'm free for a minute. Yeah. That was like right before the last, but I picked it up last week. Yeah, on the way. On the way. I got off work, ran, drove back to motherfucking Southside, a 30-minute drive out there mm-hmm. to pick up this bike. And then 30 minutes back here. No no conversation. You're just like, here's the money. Give me the bike. Yeah, he brings out the original like bill of laden title for it, too, which is kind of interesting. I kind of love those situations, too, when like the person wants to like continue trying to sell the bike to you when you already get there You're like listen, yeah, listen already bought it I'm, listen I'm out of I, here. I know what I, I know what's going on here just take the money give me the bike well he started off doing this like oh well i've seen what you know like these things are selling for online and blah 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 and then i hit him what he was like i mean i've seen these things going for like 1800 bucks you know here and there i was like yeah but you got to put of course you have you got to put 1800 dollars in it to get 1800 dollars. yeah got to do something so unless you're willing to put the 1800 dollars in it and then try to resell it and not get your eighteen hundred back. And you're still at a loss. Even you say you're you're you still lost sixty five bucks. Yeah. But I didn't have change, so I had to pay him seventy. That's funny. So he got off, got one over on me. <laughs> oh yeah, bastard. All five dollars. All five bucks. Yeah, but I'm a tight ass man. <laughs> Dude, um, that's funny. And it's I, good though. Key, no broken headlight fairing. Ooh, I just sold one of those. I uh, went through sixty five bucks. Is that what you sold it for? Sixty. But it was sixty shipped. I hooked I hooked them up. That was a good deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's all you get back with the bike with the bike and the podcast starting. You're trying to sell it in the kitchen to Conan for like nothing. You're like, yeah, let me make twenty five bucks on it, fifty bucks on it, or something. I told him I think I told him one hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. So which is like, yeah. That would be still fair. a sick deal on like a unseen fucking Hobbit. I think I bought hundred fifty dollar Hobbits off you for like without even looking at them. Like yeah. This and this Here, the I'll, Hobbits other than missing the gas tank. Which, you know, that's something. And the side covers, and you know, I think the seat's a little bit trashy, but it's there. Yeah. But, like, it's in pretty good shape otherwise. It's all there, other than that. I might give you 150 bucks for it, dude. Who knows? And I might part it got, out. I got mad bikes in my garage right now. I thought about parting it out. Yeah. Just sell it sell it for parts and get double. I'd probably make double that parting it out. Maybe. Because, I don't know. Here's where I'm at. So Shipping I, is a bitch, though. So I walked to my garage to this, this week. I was like, cool, I'm going to... My garage is shit show. It's it's shit everywhere. Mad bikes. Had people in town like shuffling shit around, working on bikes last minute, trying to get stuff going, and like it's a nightmare. So I was like, I need to clean up. I need to pick tools off the floor. Find the tools. Yeah, find the tools. See what all the shit is. Go through some of the boxes I have on the shelf that like 
you know, they, they're labeled. You They've know? been pillaged, though, and now, yeah. they're, the, now the parts that used to be in the box are no longer in the box. Yeah, I'm like, they're I need they're to, elsewhere. I need to get, get, it, get it down. Like, I, I lost a vintage hammer. I don't know where it is. It's got to be in the garage somewhere. A vented hammer? Yeah, the, the hammer clutch. Like the jammer clutch. Oh, the OG hammer. Gotcha. Yeah, not the hammer of the tool. The I was like, hammer the clutch. A hammer with vents in it? <laughs> Vintage wow. hammer. But uh, I don't. Ass swing. I don't know where that motherfucker went. I last remember thought it was in a box on the shelf. I'm like, no, no clue where that's at. I, I know I threw it in uh, Aaron's Cobra one time and she like didn't like the extra torque. It was like too like snappy off the line. It was like she didn't like it. The revving, the going nowhere, and all of a sudden halt. Yeah, yeah. So I had to like detune it a little bit. She wasn't in that. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to clean the garage. So I moved, took all the bikes out. Started pick, pulling stuff up, picking the tools up, and I pulled down my, you know, my two Hobbit boxes, and I'm like, uh, let me see what's in here. And then it turned into like 30 minutes of me like laying down on a table and taking pictures and trying to sell it on the internet. Because I was like, I have eight Hobbit heads, stock Hobbit heads. Do they? Ha- yeah, but do, do people buy stock Hobbit heads? Yeah, I still think a stock Hobbit head's great. I use it on everything. I use it on. I use it but on if you already have a Hobbit, kits. you probably have a stock Hobbit head. True, but I've also I had two bad ones. I've stripped out the you know the shit before. This and that happened to him. Oh, so you're also uh, building your scrap metal collection pile too, huh? Yeah, I'm like, all right, what's good, what's bad, what just needs to be thrown in the trash, and then I'm like, all this other stuff. I'm like, dude. So I'm like, instead of cleaning the garage, I was like taking pictures and like trying to sell it on like Facebook Marketplace or Facebook like groups, and then you're like negotiating with people, and I'm like, I'm so such a bad like negotiator and seller of used parts, like. Cause I don't want to do it because I want to hoard it and I'm gonna keep it all myself and like oh yeah I got one of those oh I, I just try to get rid of it I'm like oh I got ten of those like that I I'm never gonna need fucking what's a hobbit head go shit. for five bucks no like I'd say at least forty or something yeah at my house five bucks get it the fuck out of here <laughs> like if you're paying the shipping whatever that five bucks and then shipping so yeah. it'd be like what twenty bucks shipped yeah I'm, right al- about. I'm always like oh yeah like. Here's the price, like this plus whatever shipping costs. Because I don't know what stuff costs to ship half the time. And I'm like, and people always want you 12, to give them. 12 to 15 bucks on People average. always want like the real, the final price. I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, so then I have to like beat around the bush. Like, because I don't know a price to give them. I'm like, Ugh. So I look them up at Army or Treatland. And like, see what Treatland is selling you shit for. And like, knock a couple dollars off of that. Or look on what someone else sold it for on like MA. And then like. I do that a couple, lot. Knock a couple butts off that. I use the, I use the treats like used part pricing. You yeah. Know? If I have that that part, they actually have it. Then mm-hmm. I'll cut it in half, and that's what I will usually sell it for locally. Yeah, I think that's like a fair deal. It's like cool. You're getting good shake. You're, that's what treat. It's cheaper than what Treatland would sell it for used. But Treatland and is half a time their used shits out of stock too. Treatland's a business, so they're typically going to ask a little bit more for some things just because they've got a business to run. It's like a, if they have a used hobby head, right? And they've got it on there for forty five bucks. Well, that might be five bucks overpriced, you know, technically. But they they got it, and you can just click the button and order it. You know, it's right there. Yeah. So I don't know. That was my experience. And then I cleaned the garage up finally, put some tools away. Made too many trips to Lowe's, buying dumb stuff I don't need. Like got one of those big like little storage things like you have for all your like jets and stuff. Yeah. Like, I bought, bought a big one of those. What what helps me when I tank prices, people buy more shit. 
when it's like crazy cheap, they're like, what? Hey, dumbass, what else you got? You know? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, well, I got this too. And just start shooting the pictures. And then I end up getting literal. That's the one problem I do have because then the box gets big. Like the box got so big one time I had to break it into two different boxes and it cost me pretty much exactly what I made off the deal to get just to get rid of it. Yeah. But it found a new home and it was all free shit to me. I didn't yeah. pay for it. And then like, you know, get a little bit of money. Like I pretty much, I don't know. I don't go, it all home. goes back to the hobby shit anyway. It's like, cool. If I sell some parts or I sell like a bike or something, I literally just put it back into mopeds. It's like, I love to just like not spend my own money on mopeds because I've already spent thousands of dollars on these silly bikes. Yeah. So I'm like, if I can just like take the stuff I have and turn old stuff or used stuff that I got into like new parts for my personal bike. Then you I you say that, but I've seen your collection for your dirt pad. You haven't sold enough <laughs> shit. There's no way in fucking hell you sold enough shit to justify it. You know, it's like if you really want to go by that standard, you're going to be a while building that bike. That's like that's the you're goal. You're going to have to upgrade your hustle. That's that's the goal. Yeah. Sometimes but, it doesn't work when you're trying to build things nice. Or yeah, so like my, too G- far. my Gila Maxi, you know, free, 100%, top to bottom, eventually. It yeah. took a while, you know, but it was free. I flipped enough shit to get it. I think that's probably the only bike that I've ever, like, flipped enough shit to put the parts on it that are that I don't actually have to pay for. Yeah. That's a good feeling, because then you don't feel so guilty about it. <laughs> yeah, when people will fucking borrow it and and uh, uh, Brad sees it on a bridge. Uh, I thought jo- I thought Josh sees it on the bridge. That was a Pliny. Oh uh, yeah, I had to, I had to get a new kit. I had to replace it. I rebuilt that motor. That's what uh, that that same kit is on the silver bike now. Yeah, exact same kit and everything. Dude, funny story. I also found that I had. Um, Herpes. Uh, no, fuck. <laughs> the gift that keeps giving. <laughs> hey, guys. Valtrex or whatever the fuck. Maybe COVID's the new herpes. Oh, man. Dude, Um, I found that I had enough. I have enough parts in the garage to build three more hobbits. Perfect. <laughs> I'm like, there's... Frames? Four frames. Nice. Like, including my Ginny Habra. So I think I'm going to bring that out of retirement and bring it, put that back together. Like, And then I got like... You know, three other regular hobbits, gas tanks, subframes. I have like six subframes or something. And I got two race cranks. You can have another one. Sounds two like. kits. So I got enough to like, and I got a brand new stock of Shaco. So I got enough to like legit just like. I love the Jenny bike. Build it all together. I just keep them as is. I'm not going to paint them. I'm not going to do any extra work. The Jenny we got to repaint. I just want to put it. Yeah, we can do that. But I just want to like put those together. Cheap, like cheap. Uh, my the only thing I might have to buy is like new shaws, so they all have good carbs and like a promo pipes. No, no, because you can only ride one at a time. Right? No, so they're all jetted the same, right? So you just take your carb off. <laughs> so you've you've already got like the slide, the throttle cable, and everything there. You just the two screws off the top and one bolt, slide it right off, and right on the next hobbit, and you're, you're, off you go. It's it's like a money saving tech. Where this is COVID nineteen, man. You got to yeah. conserve your cash. Yeah. You can't be buying seven fucking seven. What is it, seventy bucks now for a Shaw? I don't know, man. Yeah. But I think it'd be sick. I think it'd be cool. Just have like, all right, cool. I know I have three hobbits just sitting there in a corner. They all run. They're all the exact same setup. Like they're all tuned exactly the same. They're like idiot proof. Like here, you, you ever like just think you might have a problem? Anyone can ride these. <laughs> I go for it. And have three hobbits. 
It sounds like you're trying to make new friends. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm like it's like, it's like a wishful thing. It's like pre-planned. It's yeah. like when a mother starts like nesting. It's, you yeah, know? it's gonna get warm. It's I'm gonna, gonna get like, warm out soon. Here, I got this loner. Write it. I'm gonna paint this bedroom yellow. Oh. Maybe put a crib in it, <laughs> oh, and then like maybe it? magically a baby will show up. <laughs> it's like, oh, you like it? Have it cheap, four hundred dollars. Oh yeah, it's already built. Just yeah, it already runs. Just just take it and and but you gotta hang out. Yeah, they no, we, not even sell it to them. Like here. Here's what's going to happen. Here's a you, lock. You pay $20. Oh, like a repo. Buy here, pay here. <laughs> we'll repo that shit and then it'll make the first payment. Every group ride you show up to ride the bike, you give me $20. And I keep the bike and I keep it clean. I keep it tuned. I keep it safe. And eventually, when you've given me enough $20 to pay for what I think the bike's worth, I'm just going to give it to you. <laughs> you paid for it. Here, nah, it's yours you now. gotta run it like a buy here, pay here. That'd be way more fun. <laughs> Get you some balloons out front. Some of those like those guys, you know, like the fan guys. Oh, wacky wavy. Yeah, the wacky wavy guys. Wacky wavy, crazy, incredible flailing arm man. I think that's wacky wavy, crazy, inflatable flailing arm man. I still like the one they put up on the diesel trucks. On the on, if you got a stack in the back of your diesel truck, you put one of those things on your stack. <laughs> it's just it's like rolling coal out of the arms. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like that. But I don't know. That was my week of mopeds. It was good. I know. Did some little TikToks. Um, I still haven't looked at all my bikes that I broke last week. TikToks looks like a lot of work, even nah, though it's not. Dude, it's like so much easier than like than actually trying to a do video. like long YouTube videos. Like that was like actual work, and I am pumped too. If you guys haven't checked, Maze uh, from Minnesota is uh, doing a bunch of YouTube stuff now, and. They're really good videos. And I saw that uh, Detroit uh, Moped Works is doing, like, a series of YouTube videos. And he they're killing it. Yeah. Like, they're doing this full, like, ZA thing right now that's, like... I've never worked on a ZA. They, they're interesting. Besides, like, the basics and getting it running. But, like, they're, like, really diving deep into it. Like, how to rebuild it. What all the parts are. The shimming. All the stuff that, like, you think about. I've gone through a couple of them. I don't like them. Like, he makes it sound so easy. Like, when, like, you walk, get to see someone really who really knows it. It break down and explain to you like why this, this is why like I don't like them because I that. don't I don't know enough to like confidently you know I, nobody's ever showed me how to do it. So yeah. I'm just but I feel like that's everyone. I'm I mean, reading I'm reading the book and the book doesn't translate into real life. Yeah, it, you know, like not not really. Yeah, like it's good information if you know how to apply what they're telling you in the book. Yeah, but they they explain it super well and it's like you know oh this is why this might not do that or this uh, oh this little piece here like. If you turn it too far, it's not going to engage the clutch properly. Oh, if you don't turn it enough, it's not going to engage the clutch. It got to be just right. And this, so you're like, I don't know. It's cool. Make sure your clutches are on correct and your little one-way bearings are in the right side of the of the little uh, flappy guy, whatever that's called, <laughs> the keeper. But I have heard that like you know people say that ZA is like the better Tomos. Like, oh, it's a better two-speed. Like, well, you've seen the clutches in them. They're just really good clutches. Yeah. It's like I don't know. I think it'd be cool to like. I've still never ridden one that was like a ripper. I know Nigel, Nigel had that had Pelini that one. one that yeah. one time, and that thing. That thing fucked pretty good. Oh, yeah, it killed it. It was like, I remember him just like snapping back on the clutch at like already going 40 and it buck again, like you were just taking off the line. I'm like, okay, that thing's getting it right now. Like the craziest springs, like on a hammer clutch or something. Like, well, yeah, because they got at like race clutches. I've got a set in the shop somewhere, like the, the race clutch or whatever, you can tune a little bit more. But I've never used them. They're just sitting there. 
because I I think the only Z I've got is like there's a couple of different versions of ZAs as well, which I didn't really know that much about. But there's one that's got like oddball bearing sizes and shit, and mm. that happens to be the one that I have on the shelf. So like you can't really get a crank for it. That I, know that. I don't think anyway. Or you can um, get it, but it's like oddball. Well, also Detroit Motorworks has all the ZA parts, all the internals organized and stuff on a shelf with multiples of each. So if you're looking for ZA parts, hit up uh, Detroit Moped Works. Uh, we do have a voicemail. So let's hit is it that from early. Jim Henry? Yeah, it is. He's like, Dude, oh, I got boy, a voicemail I'm, for I'm you. in trouble. You got to wait to hear it. I'm <laughs> so, in trouble, probably. So let's see what it is. Let's see what happens. So I totally left somebody a message for you guys. So I mean, Richmond's walking around with a message for you guys. But that's cool. Hey, this is Dave, also known as Jimmy, also known as cold as hell in Minnesota. I just want to say happy Fucking birthday, weather. Thomas. And I have a question for Jason, the high overlord of the Lady Kings. What is the name of the Lady Kings first rally? I have a ton of ideas. You know, we're here to chill. Rise of the Lady Kings. I don't know. It's a, it's a few different questions. But anyways, hope you guys are doing well. I am freezing the fuck off in Minnesota because it's negative 15 degrees. So, yeah. Have fun, kids. I feel like we heard this already. Negative 15 sucks to be you. I feel like we've, we've that already played that voicemail. Yeah, I, I noticed that halfway through, but I didn't want to stop it. You know, I was like, I was like just, am I going through deja vu? It was a little bit of deja vu. But I was also just like, I was like, man, I really don't know what the Lady Kings rally title is. They haven't said. They haven't decided. I got I got some ideas. Like, it's your rally. Name it whatever you want. <laughs> I know you were like, tween, you call it like tweens or something. Tweenville. The something. Lady Tweens. <laughs> lady Tweens. They, they ain't grown up yet. They'll figure it out. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know, man, what they could call it. Like, uh, Lady Tweens, We Twink. Grip and Rip. Yeah. White Claws in the Alley. Like, I don't know. I'll let them decide. I don't, I don't care. Let's, let's see what the real voicemail is. Lady Kings, we ride, and then we stop. <laughs> they ride a little bit more, then we stop again. Question, it's more of a, a question. Hey, this is Dave here, a.k.a. Jimmy. Also known, I, I, I always feel weird if I should say my podcast or not, because then I feel like I'm pandering, but whatever. Anyways, I've got a new Lady Kings rally name. Fuck them all. Like, the Endless Summer song that we hear about from you guys every once in a while that got shot in Richmond. So, Lady Kings, we know you fuck. Are you going to fuck them all? That's the question. All right, you guys will have a great day. Bye. That's fair. I get it. Lady Kings, we fuck. Lady Kings, we fuck them all. I have yet to see any of this fucking going down. <laughs> and that's not on you, just in general. Like, uh, I, I've seen and heard about some of the fucking. Um. <laughs> yeah, there might be some of that actual, like, the actual sexual act fucking going on. But I'm waiting for them to rip and fuck on mopeds. They're doing a pretty good job, but they're not like... I was blasting the bridge the other day with uh, Amanda, and like I'm like... She's doing all right? She was like... Her little hobbit was, was hauling ass across the bridge. I was like... She was like right beside me. I'm like... The hobbit's built I was like, pretty look, good. I was like looking at her. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, like oh, let, me, let me tuck a little bit. Dude, I, like, I, went, I went full low position on her. I was like, hold up. 
No, this is when you when you need your WD forty on on deck and you just reach over and a little squirt of WD forty on the belt, slow him down, son. That's secret fucking speed mine. Get that fucking starter spray into my car, that little Nas boost. Yeah. Dude, that'd be so funny. Like just like the the rally speed mine now is WD forty on your belt. Spray spray all day. What's the matter, bro? I can't start your belt. Looks like you're stuck here with all these other variated assholes drinking beers. That's funny, man. That would suck. People would be so pissed. Nah. Nah, I'd be okay. It'd be no fine. way. It'd be fine. I missed the ride. It was a, you <laughs> are sponsored by WD-40. It was a speed mod, dude. Speed mod. Um, let's see here. I'm going to pull up cold things on the computer. And we're going to get to our guest today. But before that, Simon King from, you know, Moped Army keeps the shit running. Works on the website. Does all that stuff. The did, real Moped Army. Uh, yeah, did a new, Not the fake Moped Army. <laughs> not the fake Moped Army. Not FMA official. MMA. Uh, MMA. He did an update to the uh, wiki. So... Yep, he added color. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do, dig, dive deep into it or whatever, but if you just go on Moped Army and check out the first page on the uh, you can the little highlight section. Wiki in English. You can, uh, you can see the links and everything for the new update. To the visual editor and the new mobile layout and PDF improvements and all that. So yeah, check out my put armies. Check out the new updates. It's tight. And let's get to our guest, dude. Fuck yeah! It's perfect time. I gotta pee. <laughs> Hello. Yo, Dave. What's up, dude? Hey, how you doing, Jason? What's going on, man? Uh, we Nothing just much. we just lost Thomas. He's like he's like all right, quick. This is a perfect time. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick, and then he's gonna be back. <laughs> he's like you know, you, we you were chilling. He cracked a couple of PBRs, and now he's like, oh open, yeah, open the floodgates. You know, like a rookie. Yep. I remember my first rally, <laughs> <laughs> dude. So what's going on, man? You've been you've been you've been living. You you quarantining. You you out there in the world? What's going on? Oh. Uh. Yeah, just trying to stay sane. Um, things are good. I'm uh, working from home. Got the moped shop, so that's my place to get away from things and just focus on my hobby. So can't complain. How many how many hobbies you got, dude? I see you got like we're lurking the gram a little bit. Like, oh, let's check it out. Let's check it out. So it's like <laughs> the vintage cars, the mopeds, you know. Lowrider bicycles. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, he's got a little bit of everything. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah, over the years I've dabbled in all the different things and you know, sometimes you come full circle. Um started getting into a little more camping and off roading recently with my buddy Barry, Barry yeah. Torno. So actually he he kinda got me started into that. But I used to do that a while back when I lived in New Mexico. Okay. That's something I really want yeah. to get into. Like we don't we don't have a lot of stuff like that out here, but there's like, you know, Virginia's cool. We got mountains, we got some trails, this and that. And like, I really want to buy a forerunner. So I'm like, damn, I want to like, I like lurk on the guys on YouTube, like, you know, overlanding and off roading and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, I think that'd be another right. fun hobby to get into. And it's like, you know, you're, you're step, I'd be stepping out of my, like, you know, my realm. So I feel like I could grow as a person if I try to do different things. I don't know. Right, it's its own little subculture, so you get to meet people and do something different. 
Um, but yeah, I, I grew up in West Virginia, so I'm familiar with the area out there. Okay. Lots of good places to go. How long were you in West Virginia sure. before you uh, moved? Oh, I grew up there. Yeah, I grew up there and uh, went to college there. I grew up in Morgantown. Okay, I've been there. Yeah, West Virginia University. Went to school there. And then uh, finished up there and then went to graduate school in New Mexico. And then that's when I kind of got into off-roading a little bit. I bought an old Bronco, like a 73 Bronco. I had that, um, which I regret selling. <laughs> I read those like, they're yeah, they're like definitely like money now. Like all those old yeah. ones. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's worth like 50 grand in California now. Like, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I think I sold it for like $6,000 or something. <laughs> like the, the, the international scout is now like, you know, when I was young and people were wheeling them, they were worthless, man. Nobody wanted them. And now right. the values have, have gone through the roof. Right. Right. We were cutting them up for rock crawlers. We would like, really? Yeah, we would like <laughs> zerk the fenders on them and narrow up the front end and the rear end and, you know, like the whole shit and just chopping them up like crazy. Well, there you go. That's why they cost so much now. You got you can't find one that isn't all chopped. Because <laughs> guys like you, Thomas, fucking bastardizing them. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. And then, like, it started out, this one we had, it started out like a really nice, like, uh, rally uh, international and then narrow the front end up. And then remove a little bit of this, remove a little bit of that, and eventually it ended up being just the firewall with the windshield and then a complete tube buggy around it so it could have a title. And then your fucking seat fell through the floor and your ass on the ground. No, it had a floor it had like just the floor up front and that was it. And like the spare tire mount on the back. It, it was so dumb. Like a, way too much metal. I'm like, well, it's not it's you don't need that. Yeah, they weren't built with safety in mind. Yeah, it's like sound sounds safe. <laughs> Dude, so so you did West Virginia and you moved to New Mexico. Like, when do you uh, get into mopeds? Uh, by the time I got to California, um, I needed a new hobby. You know, I needed something to do. I bought a house here. I fixed it up, and I was like, man, I need to do something that's fun. And uh, a friend of mine turned me on to mopeds because he had old Vespas scooters. And he was like, you should look into mopeds. And I was like, moped? What's a moped? And so he showed me Moped Army, and I was like, oh, man, that's great. So um, that was probably 2008, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, finally found one and got into it. Um, went to my first rally in 2010 in San Francisco, um, the Creatures Ceremony, and just got hooked from there um yeah and then i don't know the rest is history <laughs> yeah that, that whole slippery slope of mopeds that we all find ourselves getting into next thing you know you're, right. lo- you're looking at your past treats order going man i could have bought another house in california <laughs> oh, yeah. i didn't want to think about that man it's crazy god if we could yeah. i wish treatland treatland needs to make like a like a all-time like tracker like instead of like just viewing your history in your bucket, you could just view like no, it's, one number. You know? No, it's just oh, total 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 Yeah, it'd be like no, the, the high school <laughs> the high score on Pac Man. You know, you get your name on the on the high score. You like you don't need to necessarily know what the score is, but you could just see that where you rank in the high score. Oh, that'd be sick. Whoa. That'd be a sick list, dude. You got three initials like on the front page of Treatland. What's that for? <laughs> oh, it's the high score. Yeah, I got the high score. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know I know you boys would be up there too, building them damn race bikes and stuff. Oh yeah, I don't even like I said, I don't even think about it. Shit, man. <laughs> Just, oh, yeah, treats and then eBay France. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the French rabbit it's hole is a, a deep yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So what was, what was that first bike you got? Oh, you know, the quintessential Hoop Maxi I found. So, you know, 2008 was, that was the peak of mopeds out here on the West Coast. Yeah. So you couldn't even fucking find a moped, you know. So I hit up this guy, Moped Army, had this really nice A5 Maxi. You know, the silver and red one with the square rectangular headlight. I've got that bike, yeah. Yeah, great bike, right? Roller crank. 85, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, great bike. So the price was right. It was like a couple hundred bucks. I was like, man, will you ship that out here? And he's like, yeah, sure. So he shipped it on a fucking Greyhound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's common, actually. He, he fucking bubble wrapped it and shipped it. It was so funny. I was just like, oh, my God. And I was like, cool, dude, 75 bucks? Yeah, however the, you get it here. the cool. cheapest way to do shit like that. We've shipped buckets of shit on Greyhound. Bus. i never heard about that before. Because yeah, I've never like, shipped some shit like that. Yeah, you can ship uh, pretty much anything underneath the bus. And they'll just So the guy, it. when I picked it up, was, was not real happy with me. Because it <laughs> fell over. He didn't drain the transmission fluid. So it was just like... This moped roller in bubble tape drenched in transmission fluid. And he's rolling it out of the bottom of the bus with all the luggage. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is just like, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. My dad would ship a bunch of car parts. We would ship like hoods and shit through um, Greyhound. It worked what? pretty good. Yeah. You can ship a whole hood it's for totally like, smart. like for cheap, cheap. Yeah, it was seventy five bucks. The guy shipped my moped cross country from Ohio to California for yeah. seventy five bucks. Yeah, That's it would have cost crazy. like seven, eight hundred bucks anywhere else. All right, boys right. and girls. So now you know you want to go to rally yep. somewhere else, and you can still do it. <laughs> Ship your bike underneath the Greyhound. You can totally still do it that way. You can go to any rally you want. Just get on the Greyhound. Well, I don't know about now with COVID. Get on the Greyhound bus. I mean, oh, you, you yeah. can show up to the proverbial rally and just fucking rally one. <laughs> find a few fucking stragglers hanging around that didn't get the memo. I'm here. I did it. I haven't logged in the fucking Nomopad Army in a year and a half. I didn't know it was canceled. <laughs> That'd be funny to just show up in someone's city and be like, listen, I'm here for the, I'm here for the rally. Yeah, where, where, where's the free cheap beer? <laughs> just make people take you in. Yeah, I'm here for my rally pack. I'm trying to get like some some old condoms and like sex lube and some weird shit that I don't know what it is. Dude, Dave, what's the weirdest thing you've gotten in a rally pack? Don't say herpes. Um, <laughs> um I, the, I don't know if it was the weirdest, but it was the worst thing. It was a it was a giant fucking poop seat. So you know, like those giant not not even like the regular poop seat like single saddle seat it was this giant fuck it must have been off some other kind of poop but i had to carry it around with me like on the friday night ride. <laughs> but other than that i haven't got anything too sketchy that's funny i don't think i've gotten anything like that weird I, yeah i think the the weirdest shit i've gotten is like really heavy broken moped parts like cast iron chipped off cylinder in a bag of like some shit right Right. You got to lug it around or stash it somewhere. Legit just cleaning out like trash in the shop. Yeah. (laughs) Like 
like you know you get the spark plug that's already roached you're like <laughs> i'm not lugging that shit around i'm finding like my prospect and tucking it in the bottom of their backpack <laughs> like man my bag's a little heavier than i remember I know, like, the last couple of years, I've literally just been like, I wait for someone else to buy a rally pack, and I'm like, yeah, what's in it? <laughs> yeah, cheater. It's like, oh, no, oh, cool, I'll just buy a t-shirt. I feel rally, like rally packs are really nice now, though. Like, now you go to rally. Mm, depends where you go, man. Some people are yeah, still, I guess, like, right? you know, maybe, maybe I'm spoiled out here on the West Coast. You know, they, they either step up, and you, you get, like, a nice bag. There's, like, all new stuff. They got They got 50 sponsors. You're getting hooked the fuck up. Right, or, or you get the the mom's grocery brown bag, which is with a with the fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich, just half soaking wet and jelly, like yeah, the three day old fucking uh, what's the 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 pre made PB and J the uh, <laughs> crustable yeah, you get an uncrustable that's been out of the refrigerator for a couple of days in your bag. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I went to my last rally was puddle cutters, and they hooked it up. It was like a nice fanny pack. A nice enamel pin, the T-shirt. I was like, "Man, this is super nice." Yeah. <laughs> was it the uh, the Choose Your Own Adventure? Yes. Dude, yeah. how, how was it? It was a blast. Yeah, it was a lot of. Fun. I guess that was that was that a national rally. I don't. Yeah, that was that was the like national. There were a lot of people ago. there. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of people there. It was we, fun. Yeah, good we, time. we got the little treasure map sitting on our uh, studio desk right now. When they for the little invitation things they sent out for it. Oh yeah, yeah. We like talked to like Tara and them like before they had it. So I don't know. That was a cool one. I wish I could have made it out to that. Like shit. Here, Emily Monroe would make some of the sickest like rally pack stuff for the Satans. I mean, it was a collaborative effort, I'm sure. But um, like tool bags and fanny packs and all kinds of crazy shit. But there's a lot of it was just handmade. It was really sick. Yeah, and that was cool too because she would always like she this girl she reused a bunch of like inner tubes so she'd take like inner tubes and make you know tool bags out of them so yeah so zippers and all kinds cool. of crazy shit on them yeah so it's the, like i don't know those are cool the other thing i think I, that's like i love to get in a rally pack is not just the garbage but useful shit you know like a small medical kit you know like some <laughs> kind of you know like weird shit you know like it's kind of cool to get you know a couple band-aids and some other crap because you're at a rally you never know what can happen right Never trust the uh, rally condom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Condom in the bag for a rally pack and never trust that. Who knows what they've done to the condom. That's a condom? I thought it was uh, like an emergency gas can. (laughs) Just take take it to the pump, slip it over the nozzle. (laughs) Off you go. You never trust it for use, but I I know they've definitely turned into like really fun speed mods. I remember we, we get those rally packs with condoms in it and like halfway through the rally, like... People are just like, oh man, my throttle's all sticky. Like, yeah, my my hand is numb. This must have been a uh, delayed ejaculation condom on my grip. Uh, dude, as we get so far off topic, <laughs> but that's, I don't know if you listened to podcasts before, but that's kind of how it goes. We get it gets weird, but no, well, you got to keep it fun, man. Why yeah. why else do it? You know. I know. Like, it's fun. We're doing it every week. So, you know, we hang out. We talk about Oh, you pets. do it every week. Right yeah. on, man. Yeah, we just get silly with it. But, uh, yeah, so you, you hit that uh, ceremony <laughs> rally. We get silly with it, yo. Get silly with it, yo. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at you. You're laughing right now. Happy oh. as you can be. Oh, hey, guys. We're just we're just here getting silly with it here on the Moped Monday <laughs> podcast. That's a good get thing, <laughs> I'm not blowing it, dude. I'm here. I know, right? Another week. 
Making uh. it happen. Making dreams come true. We actually got a guest in the house. This is the uh. most amazing thing. We've been like, last week, we let the house take over the podcast. And it was a oh, shit show. Yeah. It was kind of a shit <laughs> show. Too, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, some some weeks we have more drunk mopeders than we know what to do with. So. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Typically. But this week, we're so excited to have you here in in studio with us yeah, and you know get to hear your story and talk about all the cool bikes you you know you got going on yeah so, yeah right, man let's let's get back into your rabbit hole dude i've only seen yeah like yeah yeah 40 cool bikes on his fucking insta <laughs> yeah. so you started with the one maxi and right how, how long and did you I go from to, that to 20 yeah i was in ceremony i was hooked you know it was like this is crazy i didn't know where i was right you know First, I'm on stock max. He was just stupid, you know. I might hook right up with some rally groupies. Yeah, and everybody's just blasting, dude. And this, like, I don't think I've ever been to a moped rally with this many mopeds before. Like, this was just, it had just peaked. It must have just been like, because I've been to other creatures rallies. And there, there was never as many people as I saw at that rally. I mean, there had to have been two, 300 bikes. I mean, it was just nuts. Um and nice bikes. Like, everybody had these really nice bikes. So, man, this is crazy. Yeah, the time and, uh, that people put into some of the rigs, you know, it's amazing. Like, <laughs> to walk through and, like, calculate up the money and the time spent that these people did dedicating, you know, like, to the hobby. It's really fun to see that yeah. shit. The paint jobs, yeah. the, the aftermarket parts, the homemade shit, you know. That's yeah, one of my favorite things to look at. I've never seen that before. Yeah, and it was so exciting. It was fun. And then... um I was like, man, I can't hang. Like, there, I was like, there's no way. Like, I barely made it through Friday Night Ride. <laughs> and then um, the next day, bolted back to Sacramento. And oddly enough, picked up a Magnum <clears throat> off Craigslist. And then that was like my first custom build where I just built, you know, powder coated it and all that shit went crazy. Um, and then just started acquiring bikes. You know, like I got the white derby. Um, Looking for some unicorns. Yeah, I mean, that one was just like so lucky. It popped up like in Cra- on Craigslist over in the Bay Area. And, and I lucked out and snatched it. How much um, was it? What did I pay for that bike? Dude, I think it was like 800 bucks. That's a good price for a derby back then. <laughs> just like. No, I mean it was it was like back then it was probably like somebody probably would have paid two grand for that bike back yeah. then, you know, easy um, screaming deal. But yeah, I snagged it right away, got it, and then um, is this the one with the weird pull yeah. start tech that we're seeing? Yeah, that I put the, <laughs> yeah. So that's a pull starter from a uh, pyramid. Some of those, Kate. Well, that one is metal, so so I wanted something, you know structural to put on there so it is a factory derby part yeah and oddly enough it fits on even though it's for i believe it's for pyramid reed engine it bolts up at least three of the bolts match up on the flat reed case close enough for me <laughs> it worked yeah made it work um so um yeah then it was just like you know i mean you know how it goes then you just like you're always on craigslist always looking for deals before you know it, you got 15 mopeds. <laughs> and um, then we um, opened up, we all got together 
about eight of us at the time, just friends that, that rode mopeds at the time. So it was Lost Boys, Lance Squid, um, and Motomatic was closing down. So right after they pushed out the Sapporo bikes, I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, yeah, those Tomoses. We yeah, actually we're, just rewatched their uh, the little video they made for it like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. So right at shortly after that, things kind of petered out, and Nate closed down the shop. My grafter started working for Apple, and so we all still wanted a place to like, you know, have some place where we could work on mopeds. And Nate had all the equipment from the shop, so we all got together and opened up our shop, which we still have now. And the shop um, have, a, have a name? We just called it the shop. I like it. I like it. Just totally like we first we came up, we like tried to come up with different names and tried to refer to it as Motomatic Mopeds. You know, some sometimes people still call it Motomatic Mopeds, but it's really not. It's you know so just call it the money pit. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, so we've got it set up now. It's nice. We have a lathe and a mill. Uh, we we can do powder coating. We have a blasting cabinet and oven. Oh, you guys are adulting. You, you got real motorcycle. You, you don't have dirt floors and one fluorescent light and one no, wall like, outlet. Yeah, I mean, it started off as like I remember I'm looking at older pictures the other day and there's nothing in there. There's like one bike on the stand and now it's just packed full of shit. Um, but that was kind of when. We really started getting real. I mean, we were pretty techy, I think, at the time, like in terms of our focus, a big focus with mopeds, why we liked it. That group of dudes was because we liked building bikes. We were all really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I feel like before the land squids and like the group of people in Sacramento, like some of them were into that, but it was more like a social. Not that we weren't social, like we were all friends, but you know what I mean? Like it wasn't as focused on building mopeds. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a local hobby, a local group of hobbyists getting together and fucking doing what they love right. to do. Not so much right. as like trying to be out in the wild doing it. Right. And Nate having Motomatic where he would repair the bike since he was no longer in business, it kind of made it hard for people, I feel like, to stay in the hobby. Because there really wasn't anybody around who was going to work on bikes. Yeah. You know, the other thing is like um, to keep a hobby alive, you got to be seen out doing your hobby. You know, like yeah. you're only as long you're only alive as long as somebody remembers you. So like if right. nobody remembers that mopeds are a thing, then <laughs> the shit's dead. Yeah, but that's why you kind of need, the, you need those two sides. You need those two sides. You need the people that are still out there riding and being visible, but then you also need like the people that are gonna look sit down them. and work on them and fix them and you know keep well, them going. I feel like that's what really saved the moped community in Sacramento was because there were that just core group of people that were into mopeds and, and riding their mopeds and building their mopeds. And that was like, that was a mix of lost boys and, and land squids. Um, it's like they kind of changed within the land squids. Like it was just a different group of people and it was pretty small there for a while. And then things picked up and we started getting more people in the, in the group again. Um, but that's really what saved it was, um, you know, just that kind of go back to that core group of dudes that yeah. we started the shop with. Um, and 
I've always been jealous so, of people that can like jump on their moped and ride it to work for the day. It's like, ah, oh, I don't, my, my job doesn't allow that. Like both of them. Oh got, yeah. Sacramento. I, yeah. You can. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of spoiled here. Definitely. Well, we've got like a small enough city and like where I, you know, like if I had a place where I could just, but I have to take a truck and a trailer with me to do my job at work. Like I can't just ride a moped there. You know, it's kind of a yeah. bummer. Yeah. Dude, as a weird like sidetrack, uh, so when did you become a land squid and had that whole thing come about? So that was, I think, I want to say 2012, like officially, but I think, you know, it was probably a year or two I was riding. And again, it was like we all just rode together. And really the the Lost Boys were the ones that were putting on the rides in, in Sacramento. Like it was Matt Miller, Lost Boy, who like every other Friday night, or I think it was every Friday night, he would post up a ride, like, hey, we're riding. And then, and there was just a mix of people that were still into it. So, um, you know, it was the Lost Boys and it was Land Squid. Um, and then we all just became friends, you know. Um, then we got, I think we got the shop. I want to see we got in the shop probably around 2012, 2013. Um, and then the following year, like 2014, that's when um, they had the Tomahawk Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that the so, first one? So we knew that was the first one. That was the big one. Um, yeah, and that was down at the range. That. Yeah, that was, that was such a blast. It was such a good time. So the whole year leading up to that, we just, you know, me, Barry, and Matt, we all just sat in there and geeked out on building our race bike. And didn't, you know, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. <laughs> Nobody did. <laughs> you know, and um, just went totally overboard. Spent all our free time doing that. And then it just kind of, you know, that that went on for a few years. Um, just focusing on, at least for me, um, just focusing on building race bikes. And so I built, you know, my first bike was the Moto became and did a custom frame monoshock and put all the crazy like instead of just starting off real simple i just went totally overboard and bought all this like crazy french shit like did a lot of stuff <laughs> like all this high-end stuff yeah jason then, knows all about that bed lot hole yeah dude i live that, that like <laughs> looking back and it's just like this is so stupid just <laughs> i started it, it, so is, it, it, like, is, it, it is it learning curve <laughs> to like yeah, I mean, it was fun, and I had fun with it, but looking back, you're like, yeah, maybe maybe I bit off a little more than... I mean, you can pull, up, you can pull up in your Toyota Camry, or you can pull up in your Lexus LS 470, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> right. Just, just saying. Right. It's still, they're both Toyotas. Yeah, but the only thing is, uh, you don't have to worry about blowing up the... <laughs> blowing up those expensive kits right out the gates. Yeah, that's true. What, uh, yeah. So when you were building these race bikes for track, and this is something, did you ever like build uh, the bike and test and tune to see how fast you could get it as far as a top speed, or were you more concerned with like yeah. ramping so out, that's, that's ramping out of, in general, yeah, yeah, ramping that's out like of the, the corners and getting up to right. an appropriate speed for the track, right? So the only time we were ever on the track was once a year. <laughs> Yeah, so fuck the so, track. Yeah, so so to answer your question, were we like testing? Did we do any testing on these bikes? Like 
cornering or any of that kind of stuff. It was like, no, was just, we were just like full throttle building these bikes up to the last minute. And then what we a lot of times do with our bikes here is we have this place that's kind of a little bit outside of Sacramento. We call it the tuning ground. So it's basically just this straight where there's nobody around and you got this dirt road and you can just blast, you know, you can just rip on the bike and, and just see how fast you can go. And it helps a lot with your carburating carburetor tuning. Cause a lot of times, you know, feeling the pipe around when the, the pipe. Is. Yeah. You're putting around up and down the block. You don't really know, you know, and then you get out, you think you have a tune, you get out on your first straight and you seize your bike, put some fucking heat on it and really yeah, see what happens. Yeah. No stress in the bike stuff. So yeah, we did that. Um, but you know, like, uh, like GP guys, like they're not necessarily concerned. I mean, you can have a thousand CC bike, but they're more concerned about the gearing for the track and things like that. You know, right. I wonder if moped people really put that in, con- into consideration no, when they're no, building so race I did, bikes. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely did on my bike. Um, the bike I, I built was definitely geared out. It was definitely geared for a track and it had a clutch pulley, um, which a lot of the, older french bikes you'll see like if you go and you look back in the 80s or whatever they they had certain classes but you see a lot of them had the fixed pulley and that was just for a different type of track racing like long wide swoopy turns versus the tracks here in the state which we're on which are you know go-kart tracks yeah you know we're on fucking go-kart tracks and and they're very technical um, maybe one small straight, but you know, otherwise, you know, you're, you're probably not going over 45. Yeah. At that point, it's all about brakes you know. and tires and, and, it t- is. and, and that's the, the other, right. Yeah. Suspension braking. So that was the other thing we, you know, we made sure we had. Do you have a favorite tire? Um, if you're track racing, slicks are just hands down the best. Yeah, because I'm a big fan of the Hutchison. I, I can't remember exactly what the model is, but I've got Hutchison on a couple of my bikes, and I just love those things. They're tough as hell, and they're pretty sticky. The GP? Yeah, I think it's the GP. Yeah, they have a they, – I'll be honest. Like, I'm not a huge fan of those because they have kind of – some people love them. They're really sticky. The compound's great, but they have kind of a weird profile where it's peaky. So yeah. if you're not careful, you know, they can roll really quick versus having, like, a nice round – profile well, that's probably yeah. an attribute to the rim sizes we're using too yeah so um yeah those are the compound on those are nice um hide now i think make great tires like i like just even on street bikes but on the track those do really well um there's you know saba made some nice track tires um but yeah, hands down, if you can get your hands, if you can get slicks, which they don't make anymore, <laughs> I think those were made by Sava. Where'd you, where'd like, you have to go to find yours? They weren't, Treatland had them. Yeah, Treatland had them there for a while. So we, that was the other thing we did is, you know, we were running slicks on, I think we were probably some of the first people to be running slicks um, on our bikes. Maybe these Tomos guys that come into the shops once in a like you know we get a customer once in a while and these tires they they're running slicks. <laughs> For sure. Dread. I wonder wonder where they get their slicks from. <laughs> you make your own custom made. Yeah. What you do? Yep. Get some eighty grit sandpaper. You fucking <laughs> fire it up. Yeah, fire it up. Soak it. Soak it in something to soften the compound up. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Those race bikes look look ridiculous. Yeah, we're peeping your uh, the black one with the full fairing right now. Yeah, so that one, the the original front fairing I had on that bike was the Melosi MVR fairing. Like the first year I raced it before I did like the fake carbon fiber and all that, which is just a vinyl wrap on the <laughs> um don't spoil it for us jesus <laughs> yeah, yeah i know right it's not i know you see it, it looks like carbon fiber but it's not it's funny because um, the black one looks like the kawasaki ninja uh fair cow. <laughs> yeah dude it's super ninja-esque yeah. yeah but those are those fairings that so treats had some fairings i don't i guess they bought them from france and had them imported um you know that was I, I want to say that was probably bought those probably a year or two before Moped GP. Um, and then I had them for a while and I was like, this is perfect. I'm going to put them on my race bike. So I just remember like we were, you know, I was probably one of the first, but I mean, well, Christoph had the, um, the fairing bikes. So, um, that was something that a lot of people, I guess, started doing. Um, some of the guys from Omaha in the Midwest came out to Moped GP or Tomahawk Cup and then Moped GP in the subsequent years. Um, but yeah, so I built the, the Motor McCain and then I built the, and that was for the variated class. And then the one year I just, I should have probably been, that's when I probably should have been working on the MVR and I kind of got sidetracked into the building the race bike and I built a stock class um Peugeot FBX and that was actually a really really fun build um that just kind of came together not too too much effort you know it was (laughs) I had an idea it was one of those things where I was like this would make a great stock class bike because everything on that bike came off of a it was stock moped now some people would probably argue with me and say, well, technically, you know, the SPX was a no-pet, you know, so they, it's like, what's the, I don't know. You know I don't know you what know. an SPX is. I don't know shit about uh, oh, okay. Peugeot. So, Peugeot's. so the SPX, so you know the Peugeot 103 that we have in the U.S. in yeah. the States, right? So it's got the funky swing arm. So the SPX had a, has a fixed swing arm. So it doesn't, so it doesn't pivot up near the front of, of the bike with the engine on the pivot, it pivots like a normal moped, right? So you have a, a like a normal swing arm. Okay. And yeah. the other thing about the SPX is it came stock with the clutch pulley. So, so I was able, I knew from running the motor became and being on the short track, you want to, you want a clutch pulley. Yeah. I've you got just, a clutch pulley on my movie and it's definitely the yeah, way you just, you just have to for those technical tracks. You've got to have a clutch pulley. So, well, you don't have to, but it just makes it so much nicer. Um, so I knew, okay, now I can keep it stock and I'm going to have a hands up because I'm running a clutch pulley. And then I modified, um, a Derby start three crank to fit in the Peugeot cases and put a, a start three cylinder on the bike. So, Oh, how, many, how much work was that? Um, it, it was a fair amount of work. I had to, I had to cut the crank and and make it fit and try to balance it the best I could. Um, and probably, 
rebuilt the bottom end about five times <laughs> to get it right. I mean, which, um, did you run something for balance weight on the opposite end of the crankshaft, or did you just trim it off? And- no, just try, just try to keep it as even as as possible. Um, That's crazy. It, yeah, like, who it, even it, fucking it, think? Like, I would never even think about. Oh, let me put a derby crank in my Moby. Like, where does it even come right, from? Was, yeah, I mean, I had a, I had, you know, a start three motor, and I had some parts, and so I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go for it and try it. And um, the some of the start three motors have um, uh, like a, a dual transfer uh, cylinder, and and so um, you know, it's still fifty cc. But, but it's like it a, a crazy, yeah, like a large transfer. Yeah, yeah. So it's got some crazy porting. Um, That's so I ran that, and then, and then again, it was like, yeah, it's like I, I really didn't care either. Like if somebody were to say, oh no, that doesn't meet the rules, I didn't really care because I kind of just wanted to build the bike. Yeah. So, like I'm not beating any, but like I'm not the fastest guy on the track. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm usually crashing. I'm usually crashing all the time. <laughs> we did go um, to like uh, we went to the internet to like ask some people to kick in questions, and uh, Jake Jake Kane brought one up for you. It was just like he wanted to say hi first of all, but then he was just like, "Yeah, dude, ask him about like building super fast race bikes and amazing race bikes, but like not being much of a racer." Yeah, I'm not. I'll be the first one to admit to it, dude. Like, um. There are way better riders out there than me. I'm way overly cautious, <laughs> but just but enjoying I totally the bike. Like, yeah, I, I just I just totally like to geek out and build fast bikes. Like that's just that's me. I just like to see. Okay, I can build a fast bike. I'm happy. Um, but that I the first year, the first couple of years, I had a lot of problems tuning that black Moby, um, and I finally got it dialed in. And, um, and then it was just like, it was just so hard to ride, you know, I'd have a lot of problem tuning my ass to those seats. It it just, it just became like an on and off switch on that bike. Once I finally got it tuned in and it's just like, you know, so I'd be like, here, Barry, you go ride it. (laughs) (laughs) So I would give it to like Barry, Barry ride my bike. Cause Barry's a really good rider, you know, he's the stick. Yeah. He got a jockey. Um, but yeah, it was like I feel like too like I just didn't have a lot of track time and I crashed a lot because the bike wasn't quite um run it running right, that makes sense. And so after a while I was like, Man, crashing sucks and I, I just kinda quit like racing. Like I just <laughs> I'd go to the I'd go to the moped races and I'd bring my bike and I might fart around on the track a little bit, but I was just like, Eh, crashing sucks. Yeah, and then oh. you're spending so much time and money building these like amazing bikes too, and like wrecking them. Like it's like the last thing. You want yeah, to do. then you gotta fix it. And it's like, do you ah, feel like if there was like more skin in the game, you'd uh, actually put a jockey rider on it and built it around the rider? No, no, re- I'm not really. I didn't re- like I said, I didn't really care too much. Like if I was gonna win a trophy or whatever, I just wanted to build the bikes I wanted to build. I mean, even before moped, even before Tomahawk Cup and. In 2014, I had in my mind that, like, I already had these fairings, and I wanted to build a, a mono shock fairing out French bike. Like that's, I had that in my mind before all of that. It just happened that, you know, a year later they were going to do moped racing, and I was like, perfect. Like I'm going to yeah. build this bike. It was like motivation to do it. Yeah. I mean, I were know. you mechanically yeah. inclined before you got into mopeds? Somewhat. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I feel like I'm. I still am learning, and I'm still. 
um, progressing and trying to learn new things. Um, I, I feel like I always have been somewhat like I've always had a very strong interest. I mean, definitely I'm not somebody like Nate from Automatic who just has this weird innate ability to look at something and just like, Oh yeah, you know, just do this and it works. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, he's just um, guessing he got lucky. <laughs> no, he's like a fucking wizard, man. It's like, I don't know. He's like, you know, you know, so, so there's people like that. Like you probably know people like they're just like, they have that special ability. Like I'm not the worst and I'm not the best. Um, for me, it's more, it's just like, I like doing it. I, like, I, I, I feel the same way. I, I'm not like, I'm always learning something and then I always forget things I've always, I've already learned, you know, like, so but people ask, you know, like, Hey, well, how do I do this? And it's like, I, right. I, I don't remember because I just did right. it. Yeah, totally. You're like, I figured it out. And I was happy, and then I was like, okay, I'm on to the next thing. That's, yeah. that's the other problem I have, where I'm just like, I just go from the next thing to the next. Like, I get bored. And then people and then, assume you're a guru because you did it once, and, and then they ask you, and I'm like, I just, I don't, I can't tell you. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. It just works. Yeah, it just, yeah, and maybe sometimes you get lucky. You know? <laughs> Basically. That's what, what, a lot of yeah. it with me. <laughs> but that's kind of the process, dude. Like, especially for most mopeders, dude, you're like learning as you go, and most people are picking these up for the first time. This is their first time diving into like mechanical things and wrenching and well, it resets the puzzle stuff. when you forget what you, how you did it the first time it resets the puzzle. Next time you get another maxi that's having a similar problem, you're like, fuck, I know this problem and I forgot what it was. Yeah. So have, now puzzle reset. Here we go. Fun again. Yeah. You wish you kept yeah, that it is. Cheat it's, problem, it's problem solving. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I feel like that's too. Cause like, because, because we don't know and we're learning as we go. Uh, the biggest part for me is when the problem happens over and over and over again, eventually you remember, eventually you hit the kill switch on. Eventually you're, (laughs) eventually you're a wise dude because you know, it's happened enough times and people are like, how did you know that that was, what was wrong? Oh, cause it happened 50 times before, you know, I get that a lot in in my job when like towing and people like, Oh, I need a tow and I know I'm busy and I don't really want to tow their car. So I go up and I'm like, all right, so the car's not starting. Does it go click, 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 click? And they're like, yeah, it does exactly that. I'm like, all right, jump start. Out of here. Pew. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next call. <laughs> like, you already know what it is. You just, you just like click, 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 click. Diagnosed. Good. <laughs> See you later. Diagnosing. Worst shit ever. <laughs> Dude, uh, you ever, so did you ever like take your race bikes to streets since you're not like, really racing anymore? Or do you like bring it out and like, no, I always talk about always, always, right, right. Always talk about that, and they never do it. <laughs> I why? I know, like I always I wanted to, dude. I always wanted to build the all-out French bike. I, I was like, dude, I'm gonna do it one day. I'm gonna build the all-out, bit a lot, super fast, full fairing French bike, and it's just right. gonna be, it's just gonna be the bike that I that I use to flex on my friends. Like, I know, I know. <laughs> when someone's talking that talking that hot boy shit about how their bike's fast, I like I just right. want to pull this out once a month. Just to like right, just pound on the line, blow away all off the line. Yeah, I know yeah. why he doesn't bring the bikes out. He can't figure out what lights to put on it. That he's, <laughs> he's just like he's, he's looking at lights. He's like, man, it's just not the one. And like, and then you got to wire it in and like add a light coil if it doesn't already have one. Mm. Last thing you want to do is get pulled over, yeah, and harassed for no fucking reason. Why were you going so fast on this 
monstrosity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this homemade jalopy. <laughs> they have no idea. Like a cop pulls you over, they look at your bike, and they're like, "Man, this guy is literally like scrapped five lawnmowers together." <laughs> but really, it's like you know, for us, it's really good shit on there. Yeah. Wow, this is poor man's jixer. Yeah, poor man's jixer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's church right there. You couldn't have said it any better, Jason. <laughs> Dude, so what's up after uh, after Tomahawk Cup? Like, I know that didn't that didn't last very long. Like, it was one year. Yeah, and it was just like it was amazing, but they went so overboard, and I think there was just so much pressure to repeat it the following year that um, that they at the last I won't say at the last minute because they still had the moped races the following year. That the guys just were just like, yeah, I can't do it. So it was it was Dave Fink who was the the guy that fronted that with all the money, and there was other group. You know, it was Tyler Brecky, it was Kristoff, and there were a bunch of other people involved. You know, I'm sure, and I don't really, uh, you know, I, I'm sure I'm not the best person to discuss all the details. But basically, Dave Fink threw this crazy wild ass party down there in Cringe, and you could camp out at the track, and you're out in the desert. And he had all this shit going on, um, you know, at night and people partying, um, you know, you had the bullies coming in from LA and all of those people and everybody was super excited. So you had everybody on the West coast, Seattle, Portland, Sacramento, um, dudes were coming out from Omaha, uh, you know, from the Midwest, people came out from Austin, I think, um, yeah, they were from, Bo- yeah, it was Boston. Uh, people from the East Coast, you know, like shipping their bikes out and or just driving out with their bikes. So it was crazy. Yeah. And then there was just all this pressure. And then, of course, that was kind of, you know, when Kristoff had, for a few years before the races, he was going down there and racing with the motorized bicycle guys on that track. Mm-hmm. The motorized bicycle guys were doing races. Yeah. So, he so everybody was seeing that they were, well, people were hyped because they, you know, Christoph was of course promoting all that shit. Right. Yeah. And, you know, pump, Oh, we're racing these guys, you know, so everybody's excited about it. And that was a big spectacle. And, um, and it was just a lot of fun. Like it was just a big party, uh, like just, just insane. And, to try and reproduce that. And he spent a lot of money. Like they had to spend a lot of money on it, <laughs> like on all the shit they had going on there. Um, so just trying to replicate that, I think was a lot of pressure. Yeah. Cause there's so, no it, income from it. It's literally like hobby. I'm going to blow a ton of cash to host this race and not even break even. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like everything was free. Like they had a truck vendor there. So people like you, I think it was probably a pretty nominal fee, like maybe it was 40 bucks or something for the weekend. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they had people there like uh, meals, you know, giving people food. They had this like little party relaxation area mm-hmm. and like, you know, all this, all this shit going on. Um, yeah. The 40 bucks, man, that like that wouldn't even, yeah, cover, that would, doesn't even cover the fucking insurance for the track, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, the guys down there, his name's Jim. He owns the track. Super nice guy. And he, you know, let us just stay out there and camp, like, out on the site. Like, he'd leave at, like, at the end of the day. And it's like, you guys, you know, see in the morning. <laughs> you just be out there. <laughs> Don't burn the place and, down. Yeah. And every, you know, and it was like, you know, yeah, mopeders can get crazy, but it was like, people, you know, nothing bad happened. Yeah. Eventually, uh, like, everybody polices themselves up, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. People are just having a good time, and and so in following years, there was a guy that ended up staying there because I think he had some problems. Like this was Moped GP, like a couple years when we were doing it down in Grange. Then he had some guy that was down there that would be like security, but he he was just some some old desert rat that hung around the track and had his golf cart and his fucking like, bush. He had these fucking <laughs> yeah. no dude. He had these fucking Honda NS fifties. <laughs> That he would fuck, everybody's like fucking hung over and this fucker would get out on the track at like six in the morning and be like, bring, bring, waking everybody up, dude. Yeah. He had a, uh, like a hacksaw, so he would like cut a little slit out of the pipe and see if he got a faster track time. <laughs> 6 a.m. Yeah. in the morning, super loud. Right. You realize how annoying your mopeds are when you hear that guy out there on the track. <laughs> oh, they're awful. The, yeah. It's like the, the vein of my existence is going to rallies with uh, Sean from Black Black, and he is still <laughs> awake for some reason at four or five o'clock in the morning. He decides <laughs> to do like a roundup fucking moped ride through the tent section. <laughs> That's another reason why I don't take my French bike out on the, the streets. Like it's loud as fuck. Like it just it just winds out to like twelve. You know, twelve thousand RPM. My one Vespa Chow is so fucking stupid loud. It's got the the Simonini pipe or whatever on it, and the Malasi. Mm-hmm. Oh, the thing is right. so yeah. ridiculously loud. It's obnoxious. Yeah. I don't even like riding it. It's so fucking loud. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why you wear a full face helmet, right? So that way you don't have to listen to it. I got and, pulled uh... <laughs> over because I wasn't even going fast, and I got pulled over because it was so loud. Mm. <laughs> I kind of also enjoy that, like. I don't know why, but I like it when I'm riding my like a loud bike because I used to have my and the children holding their yeah, ears little, and the little children, old wives <laughs> like covering their ears as you ride by. You're like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I like it. In a, all right, so like it's like, is it cool, it, or is it stupid? Right. So if you're in a pack with a bunch of people, yeah, it's cool. If you're by yourself, you look like your exhaust fell off. Yeah. You just you ride by somebody and they're like. That dude's exhaust must have fallen off. You know? <laughs> I remember I had that. Uh, I had the 50 cc bit a lot with like the Doppler pipe, and it was like the Doppler pipe that I bought on my first moped ever. So I had this pipe for years, mm. and you know it it was good. And then it'd be sitting on the shelf, and I put it on another bike, and be on the shelf, and I put it on another bike, and I finally built a bit a lot, and I had the loudest, most blown out baffle Doppler pipe ever. <laughs> I'm surprised the baffle stayed on because those things are notorious for just popping off. Yeah, the thing was shot, so. gutter trash. <laughs> it's like you're uh, you're leaving, you know, your uh, DNA trace for whatever rally you went to is your exhausting her, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm leaving that behind. It'll be here forever. <laughs> now it's a part of the city. There was a guy when we would go down to Grange, and his nickname ended up being Sir Revs a lot. <laughs> because he would just sit there and fucking rev his bike on the stand. It was so annoying. Just try, trying to tune it. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, was, not, was, not under load. Like, what are you like, doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you up to? Yeah. I'm tuning. It's like the asshole. You jump there, start their car, and they rev the motor immediately. All day it's long. cold. It's like, what are you doing? Stop. Uh, dude, like, the guy shows up to the race. He brings his own dyno. <laughs> I heard this thing on a on a show I was listening to because I do a lot of driving and a lot of listening to shows and it was a question that says like what's something that is cool if you're rich but stupid if you're poor. It's like the same thing though. It's a you know if you think of it, it's like uh, 
it's cool if you're rich if you like uh, riding your bicycle to work is cool if you're rich, but if you're poor, <laughs> right. riding you your bicycle to work is not that cool. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. have to, not but not if you enjoy riding. Yeah, bicycles. yeah. Just for an example. I don't know. I feel like that. I don't know. Was that like people with like they say they have a gluten allergy? <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you ever hear anybody poor that has a gluten allergy? I don't think so, man. You no. eat whatever the fuck you, you know. <laughs> yeah, you whatever you're given. So everybody is like, oh no, I can't eat gluten. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> I went to a local eat shop in a pinch. I didn't have a whole lot of time. It's like, fuck, I'm close to this place. I know they've got like, I know they've got food. So I go up to the window and she's like. Well, what do you have? It was proper pie. I have no idea what proper pie serves. I, yeah. I, I have no clue, but I know that they make good, you know, good stuff. Yeah. I was like, I'll take whatever you got. I'm not picky. I'll eat anything. Uh, and she was like, oh, you want something savory? And I'm just like, yes. Yeah. You want it gluten-free? You want it vegan? <laughs> yeah. She tried to pull it. And I was like, listen, I'm not picky. I'll eat anything. I don't care what it is, what protein, what vegetable, if it's sweet, if it, it doesn't matter. Just give it to me and I'll pay for it and leave and surprise me. Yeah. It was delicious. <laughs> dealer's choice. Yeah, dealer's choice. I don't care what it is. Just give it to me. Dude, my, my wife's on this uh on, on the organic train so it's like anything that says organic she automatically thinks it's better no it's a total <laughs> fucking lie man there's this thing i watched this like uh nbc dateline thing where they're talking about like uh children's food and most of your baby food is a lot of rice product and uh one of the things is like organic rice organic you know like uh rice puffs like cheetos but for kids mm-hmm. and they tested the parents' toenails and the children's toenails, and they're like, how much, you know, because <laughs> apparently rice has a ton of arsenic in it. But if you're a baby, oh, yeah. if you're yeah. a baby, you eat, you know, like way more of it than adults do because you eat like 10 times a day as a baby. So like the arsenic in a baby, just because they eat so much, so much of this rice product is through the roof. Mm. And it's like, oh, I didn't realize I was feeding my kid all this arsenic shit like yeah it's not better mm-hmm. it's just you know like you should just mash up some vegetables like i don't know babies are weird <laughs> babies <laughs> like, what, what, what do you feed them like, like they, they can't fend for themselves yeah, the conclusion is babies are weird <laughs> yeah and i'm over here in the corner just like wait a second no no it's so, because are, is this a moped podcast <laughs> no it's yeah well yeah because we'll eat anything right but like if you have a dog you just like oh here's some dog food but if you like get a baby strapped to your moped and you're at a moped rally what do you feed it you got to feed it you got, a, you got a baby strapped to your moped and you're at a moped rally. Someone might Baca, say, someone, DVD, someone might say something to you. No, man. You're on that fucking uh, uh, reward money <laughs> grind. Uh, I don't know. This went south and real sideways real yeah, quick. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, I digress. I haven't, I've, I've run out of Adderall. I've worked like a nice heavy fucking 12-hour day, and now I'm you're here. For, you're forgiven. I haven't eaten dinner yet, except for what I oh, ate with Jason earlier. <laughs> So the racing days were were glorious, but used to race. No, I'm talking about for Dave, dude. <laughs> right, I'm glorious. It's fun. But I, I got to pause. I got to go get a beer. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, go for it. So, so the racing kind of, I know the time all kind of fizzled down. We we actually had a Tyler one about MotoGP and stuff. Yeah, do you ever do yeah. some of that stuff? What's that? You still hit the track for uh, the MotoGP or? Oh yeah, no, no, I've. Yeah, I've been doing, I mean, ever since Tomahawk, I've gone every year, and um, I'm good friends with Tyler. Tyler's in the, sh- is one of the guys that's in the shop there. You know, we all chip in and pay rent. Hell yeah. So, you know, it's, it, 
What's the, uh, Tyler and Barry and Julie, like those, you know, and I help out where I can and then you get a lot of help from, you know, the other landscapes and lost boys help out. Those guys are the ones that really, that really push on it, make it happen. How many people are in the, are in that shop? So right now, uh, I think we're back up to seven or eight. So it's like, it's me, Barry Torno, Mike Rafter, Nathan Keene. Um, did I say Tyler? Yeah. Um, Matt Miller, um, Chad, those guys are lost boys. And then, um, Dylan Wallace just moved out from, um, Midwest, like right when COVID hit, um, nomad moped. So he's in there. Okay. Yeah. Like the solid crew. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great group of guys. Yeah, great, great group of people. That's sick. I know we we used to have like uh, a couple group shops out here when uh, Sean from Black Black like had his uh he had like his it's like little moped shop selling bikes and fixing them, and then like everyone in town was just like sublease from him. So we all had you know had the big communal spot for everybody. Yeah. And then you know he moved back out west and we got another spot together and we had like maybe 15 people in any you're like you know herding cats trying to like all right guys your money's due this day and like where'd the fucking tools go who used all the consumables and like you know starts going down that slippery slope and then yeah 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 i guess well we all chip in and pay and then we set aside a little bit of money for a general fund and try not to you know yeah like make it so <laughs> people are paying out of pocket. I mean, it happens. It yeah. just happens. That's it's the part nature of, the- of being in a shop. Yeah. Like, um, I'm trying to work on this. I don't have this part. And it's like, oh yeah, I got you know, I got it. Here you go. Yeah. Um, like, oh, like, after a while, it gets a little annoying, but whatever. <laughs> who, who's gonna buy the next pack of fucking wire for the yeah. welder? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. But. Mm. <laughs> Talking about the group shop. Like, oh, yeah. Like, Somebody got wasted and left their bike here for three weeks. They owe us rent. That's my favorite. <laughs> Who's fucking... Uh, so I went through and cleaned our shop out the other day. And it's... All right. Shop, garage, whatever you want to call it. It's a garage. They came listening, man. So you better get that shit straight. <laughs> He's going to call you out. I hate when people call a garage a shop. It's not a shop. Um, oh, yeah, man. It's got yeah, lights. Know. It's got a, a drill. Uh, what are you talking about, Jake? I mean, can, you can't really shop. You can't really shop there. So, is it a shop? I don't know, but whatever. But like, yeah, I went through the garage. I'm like digging around, and Justin's got a gas tank that has like a rusty hole or something in it. He's JB welded. I'm like, what the fuck? You, well, somebody could fix it. It's like, are you gonna fix it? Are you gonna give it to somebody that's gonna fix it? No, fucking trash it. This is garbage. <laughs> Where where's why do we have a Derby DS fifty seat in here? Who whose is this? Like this is it's like some fucked up seat and like all this crap that nobody will like stake their claim to. And then I pitch it all in the back of the truck and like slowly I see the hawks like reaching in the back of the truck like <laughs> snagging an item out, snagging an item out. And we have our shop is in an alley garage and we've got a couple of friends that are. Well, one friend is a very good hoarder. He loves mm. alley finds. So he'll grab things from the alley and stick it in the shop that he doesn't pay rent in. He'd be like, yo, th- yeah, but this is a this is a nice back door. Mm. I thought, you know, like, maybe somebody could use this back door I found in the alley or 
where I found like three broken chairs and like I was looking around and y'all don't have but like 15 chairs in here. So let me add these. Maybe we can make one good chair out of these three broken chairs. So I just brought them in and left them. I'm like, motherfucker, man, get rid of this shit. We got no room to work. They keep bringing the alley into the garage. I wonder how many how many tools you have to have in, in your uh, quote unquote shop. For Jake Kane to think that your garage is no longer a garage, you like, have to have Jake Kane. The only the only tool you need in the garage is Jake Kane to be considered a shop. Like like what? I think we, you need to have. I think he needs his own episode on here, man. You guys need to get him on here. Oh, you got to listen to it. We've had him on. Yeah, he's a good. Actor. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, that's right. He did. Yeah. Forgot about. We 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 uh, noted that about the Toby. The Toby. Toby. The Toby. Toby. Fastest Tomos ever made. Yeah, it, it is fast, dude. I've seen it. That thing fucks. Yeah. It, yeah. That thing crazy. could be a Lady King. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> I wonder how it's doing still. I don't know. Be a nice little update call one day of like, does your bike still run? Yeah. All right, bye. <laughs> Click. Jake, call the voicemail line. Let us know how the bike's yeah, running. Yeah, give us an update on that thing. But yeah, so what? Uh, what's up after racing? Like, you, uh, you know that dies down you only get to do it once a year what about the rest of the year in mopeds just working on whatever projects i have um yeah i don't know it's do you- whatever i feel like working on i guess at the time um how to go to kind of go for the oddball bikes a lot of times and and then just i never really stick too much with the same bikes like um i kind of like to like if I work on a a, a Minarelli, then it's like okay, well, we'll work on a Batavis or something or a Gorelli just to kind of see what it's all about. Mix it up. We, yeah, we, it's new. You know, it's like it's like okay, how does this bike work? And just learning about it. We try to pull this thing where like we make or not always, but on certain occasions we try to make our hobby like fund our hobby. Like so, we'll buy a bike and flip it, and then use that money to buy the parts that we need to build the project. Oh damn, we're that's doing. smart. Yeah, so it, well, yeah, it's smart, but it, but it, 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 it it's hard. It's not because like hard. we can't just go buy the parts, but that's like part of the the game, sort of like all right, we're gonna right. buy, we're gonna buy yeah. this bike, but the game about this right. bike is we're trying right. to try to build it for peanuts. It's shitty justifications. Like it's just like all right, well, because it's like let me sell you, two wheel sets and then I can buy one good set of tires. Yeah, it's like I sell a bike and I'm like, oh, you have money in your pocket again, but I'm like. Oh, that's not money earned. That's money like given or something. I don't know. I like lie to myself that that it's not my money. That's the same theory about my uh, uh, playing the lottery. I, I get tip money from work and I use the tip money to blow it on lottery because it's not my money. <laughs> it's their. Pain I feel like money. for me, it's just like I, I value my time. So if I can buy something, I'll buy it. If if I think I can't buy it, well, it depends on the cost too. Yeah. Sometimes, all right, I can make this. We have the lathe. We have a mill, you know, there's a lot we can do in there in terms of fabrication, but then it just comes down to like, uh, I could spend like eight hours making this part or it only costs $80. (laughs) I mean, you've got a bucket of unicorns. Like what other unicorn are you hunting on? I don't know. That's, I know, man, that don't, don't tell me that I'm going to get sad. You know, going to run out of mopeds and then I'm going to have to come up with some other hobby. I don't know. I'm always surprised. There's something out there. True. Um, some work you've on. never seen before, and you're like, oh, yeah. Uh, he starts yeah, collecting I, minis. minis. I've got, I don't yeah. think I'll ever run out of 
projects. <laughs> Dude, so let's okay. di- let's dive into the let's dive into the big one, man. Let's dive. Yeah, into the MBR. Yeah. What I'm here to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I saw that post the other day you made. And I was just like, and I was reading the story, and I was like, dude, that's such a good story. You know, like the whole <laughs> background on the bike itself, and like the years it took to finish. And I don't think. Yeah. Does anyone else in the country even have one of these complete? Not completed. Not completed. That's the only one. Is, unless somebody's going to surprise me and say, I've got one. Um, they start coming out of the woodwork. It, They're all done. They yeah, just, right. <laughs> but no, the only ones that I've seen have been on some, like, there's one dude. Like, they weren't quite as nice, you know? Definitely not as nice. Um it was definitely the frame, and, and you could tell it was, you know, the Melosi MVR, and it was over in France. Um, and then, of course, Melosi, a few years back, they built some. Um, so they must have had a few more of the complete bikes mm-hmm. uh, that they didn't sell to treats. Because that article was like, I want to say it was like 2017. Um, but yeah, I've never seen anything in the States, but so the 12 bikes frames basically, um, that, that treats got, um, other than mine, the other people, they got a frame bearings, exhaust shocks, maybe, maybe handlebars, swing arm, some, some bracket swing arm. Yep. Swing arm, that's the big one because it's got that crazy funky swing arm. Yeah, so but other was, than that, a lot of bike. They actually got quite a bit of the bike. Exactly. Exactly. And honestly, I did. I So I got probably the most complete. I got a set of four tubes. Um, not the complete. I didn't have the headset. A set of wheels. And then the parallelogram brackets. Um, some other some other brackets. Um in terms of for the sprocket um, and like brake plate or, you know, caliper bracket. But then it was just like having to make... How the whole thing come about? Like with like treats getting the deal and you finding out about it? Yeah, so we were at... I think I talked about it in my post, but we were at the Mosquito Fleet Blood Drive in 2014, Blood Drive 9, and it was, was up there... Barry and Matt and the dudes from treats were up there at the time. Rodney was still working at treats and will and Barry was over talking to them. And then after a while he came over and we started talking and, and Barry's like, do you know what the MVR is? And I'm like, yeah, you know what the MVR is. He's like, what is it? And I was like, why? He said, treats got a bunch of them in from Italy. And, and I was like, what the fuck, man? So, you know, of course I had a picture of it. I showed him really quick. I was like, this is the MVR, dude. That's fucking sick. Picture on dick. Yeah, yeah, he, he, pulls, yeah. he pulls out his wallet and then, and then and he pulls the MVR picture out and behind that is a picture of his girlfriend or wife or whatever. Priorities, baby. <laughs> right. And I mean, I had looked at it because I had bought some of the bearings, like I mentioned earlier, when I built my first race bike. Like, you know, I remember looking at that bike and thinking, man, how cool would it be to build a bike like that? And, um, so those guys had just come back from Italy. So I don't, maybe every couple of years or something, I think those guys 
kind of go over to Europe and maybe they hit up some swap meets or go, you know, do whatever looking for moped parts or torn factories, you know, manufacturers. But that specific year, yeah, probably, you know, kind of. They probably, they probably have a little fun, I'm sure. (laughs) uh, (laughs) They went to the factory, the Melosi factory, and they had those bikes stuffed away in in some crates somewhere. And Benji worked out a deal with, um, the Malosis or whoever, you know, and they were probably happy to get them out of inventory, you know, like really. Well, I think, you know, I think I'm pretty sure treat has a good relationship with them in terms of, you know, that they buy a lot of moped parts for them. And I'm sure Melosi probably has a soft spot for mopeds and moped racing. I mean, they had to have had a lot of enthusiasm, somebody right in the Melosi family yeah. or that company to build a a race moped and to sponsor people to race moped. So I'm sure there was some nostalgia behind all that. And they were like, Hey, that'd be cool if you guys could, you know, take these and do something with them. Because again, you know, that was at the time the moped racing had, had kind of started again and was being talked about. Um, so they brought them over. So that was like September 2014. And then, um, December, they find the shipment came in. As soon as the shipment came in, I was over at Treats. <laughs> you know, um, it was you know it's an hour and a half drive from Sacramento, two hours. Mm-hmm. Sweaty over palms, package, uh, box <laughs> opener, ready to go. And then here's all this just fucking Melosi stuff, and they pull it out, and it's like the original fairings, and they're painted, and then there's. I don't know. It just seemed like hundreds of parts and they're all in these little, you know, you get the little Melosi baggie. Mm -hmm. Like when you get your new part and there's like all of these little (laughs) random ass fucking parts. Yeah. They go to that bike and it's just like here, like you figure it out. Like (laughs) we don't really know. Like we need somebody to build it, you know, because otherwise it's like, we're not going to sit here and do it. You know what I mean? Like those, yeah. they've got other shit to do, right? Yeah. I bought and uh, I some Pelosi like, shit for my scooter and it came like that and like bags of parts just like completely lumped together with no instructions <laughs> whatsoever. Right. I'm like half the right. shit. I'm like, I, maybe I need to have this on the bike. And then I really like went through it. I'm like, none. A lot of this shit is just extra crap that I don't really need. Right. Luckily they had some, um, like a PDF, like an old or. I don't even think it was PDF. It was just an old like Xerox copy. There was an old, <laughs> old Xerox copy of of like the the parts diagrams. It was a Navajo was blanket numbers. instruction manual. <laughs> <laughs> so that, and then it was just like, yeah, just kind of getting sidetracked with the moped racing. Things came up in my life where I'd go get work on some other project and, I just tried to have fun with it. So it took, I mean, it took way longer than I thought than I wanted it to, but yeah, I finally got it done. And, um, but right now I'll just keep that bike. I mean, it's special. It has so many original parts on it. I'm not going to race it. I'm not going to run it. Yeah. That was the right next now, question. Like if you would ever put that on the track and risk it. No. So when, <laughs> when I went over there, I bought an extra frame. So I have an extra frame. So right now, um, that busboy Matt, he's going to, um, create some files. I've gave him some pieces and he's going to put them in, in uh, AutoCAD. So then we'll have those files and then 
that can be sent out, you know, see, you know, have the parts, um, CNC, have it made. Um, so there's just a few things that people will need to build their bikes, honestly. Um, you said yours yeah. didn't come with a triple tree. Where'd you source the triple tree hits that for yours? <laughs> I just, I just machine. It's an old Tomos triple tree. I, <laughs> I feel like the built that out of garbage. Yep. Went to my buddy, my alley buddy said, what can you find in the garbage? <laughs> when you pulled out those Tomas. Yeah. I just, and I just machined them to fit and powder coated them and put them on the bike. <laughs> no one will ever know, dude, the hides behind the fairing. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. They fit, they work. It's all, it's like they're aluminum. They're nice. You know, um, I, I remember, uh, I think that the guy, I can't remember his real name, uh, but he had the blog or the vlog, like three knees down. And he he came. Oh up yeah, here. Victor. Yeah, Victor, Victor. Pagan. Yeah, I remember when he was like kind of getting out of mopeds. He was selling one of those frames, and I was like, "Fuck!" I was staring at it, like, "Yeah, do I need this in my life?" What was he selling it for? I have no idea. What the, I don't remember. Even, it was years ago. The dollar amount would be for something like this. And, and another thing, uh, Jason had mentioned earlier when we were talking like about the auto aligning pulley system, the auto aligning yeah. system. How does that even work? Right. Yeah. So, as I like I mentioned earlier. When I got the bike, they gave me this Xerox copy, and it was the parts diagram. You know, like you get for a moped, it's like, you know, it's like the blown-up diagram with all the parts, and the, it's annotated with the numbers and the parts numbers and all that stuff. So on one page, and of course I didn't get the – the pulley was the one thing I, I didn't get. Uh, well, not the one. I don't know why I said the one thing. One of the things, one of the many things I didn't get was, was the pulley. But it was – there was a diagram of it. And basically the way it works, so you know with you've had a French bike, is that the belt, um, other than at full, you, you align it so like at a full variation, the the variator and the pulley or line, line up. up yeah. right? right. Otherwise, it's a little so offset. It's per- yeah. Right. Or it'll, the belt will basically pop out, right? You know, so it's like, so, you know, when you're starting off, it's not completely aligned. So basically they made this pulley that just, Slid back and forth, and so the belt so would always floats be a little. Yeah, so okay. it floats on a hub. It's got a needle bearing that floats on a hub, and so I was like, "How cool would it be to to make that?" Because I always kept going back to that original picture that I first saw on Treatland when they were selling the fairings. And that's the one you know, problem I've got ago. with my clutch pulley is like the belt and the pulley just doesn't quite line up right, and it doesn't throw the belt, but it right. just bothers me. It could, you know, if you, that's the thing. Like, I don't think people realize, like, if you don't get that shit lined up right, it can fuck up your bike, and you can flip belts, and you can do all that oh, yeah. kind of. Well, thing, I don't ride the right? shit no way, but it, just I'm, in general, I've had, I had a couple <laughs> flip upside down, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice feeling. And a lot of times, that those frames aren't quite straight. Like I had, um, on my motor became, it was like the night before we were going down to L.A., and we had been going out on the tuning grounds that, that day. And it flipped the belt at high RPMs, and I finally figured out that the frame was fucked up because mm-hmm. I had welded it to like reinforce it, and it it shifted it, so oh, I had to actually warp cut it. Little, yeah, I had to cut up like I had to cut the engine mounts off the night before. <laughs> Move them over. Um, so getting all that shit straight on the French bike is is important. Um, detrimental. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my big work so, for the day. I win. So I machined that thing out of that self-aligning pulley. I machined that out of a big chunk of aluminum. 
Ah, oh, to have a lathe and and stuff in your yeah. garage. Oh, you can have it, but then you have to know how to use it. That's that's the other side of it. Like, right. How do and I that's actually... the thing, yeah, and, and having, you know, and I didn't really know. I was like, I've never made something that big before. But luckily, um, you know, another local friend of ours, um, Tony Simone, he's um old scooter dude, you know, has always been into two strokes. And we've learned so much from that guy. He's, he's been great. He's always willing to help out. He was a machinist for NASA or some crazy shit like that. He's like super smart guy. Yeah, it sounds pretty um, wild. Yeah, and he just knows his shit. So he helped me out on that, like showing me, okay, this is how you do it. And um, so it's been a lot, you know, along the along the way building that bike, I learned a lot of stuff. And I think having built those other French bikes that helped me. Um, if I hadn't built those, I think I'd probably have been lost on on some things. So. Th- that machinist um, from of, NASA didn't used to have an old green sax, did it? <laughs> like, the, remember that old green uh, sax moped? That uh, you, like, I don't know if you ever saw the picture of the AM FM radio that the NASA guy that no, I bought it from. No, no, oh, no, I no, I've never seen that. Shit show. Yeah, you got to buy some mopeds from uh, some weird, like you know, science dudes. They always always got something clever going on. But Tony still races. He still goes out to the races. He races the um, DS50, the Derby DS50. <laughs> yeah. It's like a twin, like Tyler's like monster one or whatever. No. No. No, it's the, the actual like scooter DS50, you know, oh, like yeah, the, the Derby guy. DS50 scooter. Yeah. The scooter moped. Yeah. Buddy Tab has one of those, and then Doug had a couple. We had a couple in town. Like I, ro- I rocked the Aprilia. Uh, what is mine? Must is mine an Aprilia? Yeah, I've got the Aprilia RS50, which fucks pretty hard. I like that scooter. Yeah, the mo- yeah, those modern scooters are. Yeah, nice. that's the one I did the Molossi kit on, and the ECU oh, like yeah. crap, and it it's awesome. It's oh, so much yeah. fun. Yeah, those are crazy. Riding dubs at 55, 60 miles an hour, like no problem. It, it doesn't care. Scooter tech. Scooter tech. So that's the thing, like with the MVR, if you wanted to, you could put those scooter, those more modern liquid cooled scooter engines on that bike and it could definitely handle it. Dude, I've been lurking the Molossi like full scooter bottom ends that they sell for like, was it like 5,500 bucks for everything? Which is a ton of money, but there's a lot of. I mean, I guess it's a lot of R and I mean, yeah. So it's still a ton of money, no matter how you shake it. It's, yeah. a, lot of money. <laughs> it's, a, lot of money. it's a lot of fucking money. But yeah, you can get a motorcycle. You can get a really nice motorcycle for that money. You can get like yeah, you can get two or three SV six fifties, which are great bikes, and have more fun probably. But it's not as nerdy. Right, dude. How was the uh, how was the tuning process on the MVR? Since was it easier since you'd already kind of built. You know, a couple of race bikes. Well, no, that's the thing. I never, I didn't start it, so it's like I didn't tune it. And the, the reason I didn't want to do that is, it's like you know, when you tune a bike, it's it's kind of it, you know, it's intrusive to the bike, right? Like you're pulling shit apart, putting it back together. And with this one, it was just like, I mean, I'll be honest, I just wanted it to look look nice and look pretty. Now, with that said, it's all assembled. I mean, you could you could throw gas in it, and I could you know started low mileage <laughs> ran when parked yeah right ran with park yeah barn um, find vintage mid-century I mean, modern that would definitely be like yeah. the definitely bike would be like the perfect like facebook troll ad you know posted for sale every couple <laughs> months just to like fuck with people yeah. 
Yeah. Trust me, I thought about doing that. My grandfather left this to me in his will. <laughs> I don't really know what it is. For sale. Give out somebody else's S-A-I-L. phone number. S-A-I-L. Like, who's been fucking up at the shop this month? Who was late on their bills? Give you, their phone number out. Yeah, misspell everything. It's like worse than free canoeing somebody. <laughs> but, realistically, everybody would already know what it is. Like that. that really yeah, exists. they would know. They Yeah. 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 Somebody I mean, would figure it out. I'm the thing sure. is definitely sick though. It's like it's perfect looking. It looks amazing. Like you, you do a fantastic job with it, and it's like thank you. Yeah, I tried you know to keep it as close to that original bike as and possible, and keeping it to true moped form, not running. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. what, what are you like? What are your plans for? Are you gonna? Because I was even if I got the fairings and shit, I'll be like, man, I wouldn't have anywhere to put the fairings. I'd be like, where can I store these fairings? safe yeah i wouldn't want to put them in my yeah. garage i wouldn't want to put them i'd be like sorry honey these are going <laughs> in the guest bedroom like yeah. wrapped under a blanket like <laughs> yes a special drawer dedicated to them well right now like i mentioned um once i get the files everything drawn up then i can send it someplace um you know try to find some place that can do small batch of these parts and then you know, I know most of the people that have the bikes now, mm-hmm. you know, we got a couple of them here in Sacramento and then Shane Johnson's got a couple. And then, um, there's one other guy I know of, but you know, I know pretty much everybody has them. Then, like I said, there's certain things like the engine mounting brackets, um, different things like that. Once it's made, then, then those guys can build their bikes and they, they're going to have to build it. There's, they're still going to have some fabrication to do, right? Cause, you can't get the original wheels. The, those original wheels were cast. Like there's no other bike those wheels came on other than that one. So the hubs are set up for the disc brakes and that type of thing with that bike, right? Mm-hmm. For that crazy swing arm in the rear and the dual disc brakes and all that stuff. So they're going to have to find somebody local to fabricate that stuff for them. Um, which, you know, if they've, these, these are guys that have built mopeds and they've built race mopeds. So, I think they'll be able to figure that part out, but there's definitely some things that I'll have to provide them so they can build their bike. So that's kind of where we're at now. Have you and seen- then hopefully if, if things, you know, shape up with COVID, I mean, hopefully next year in 2022, there'll be Moped GP West in Sacramento, which is at Prairie city, you know, we'll see, but you know, hopefully we'll have a running one there. Have you, know? you seen anybody like take one of the things and just like try to get it going and make it work by like, custom making and welding a bunch of bullshit to it to it's completely ruining sacrilege it. yeah sacrilege shit and just like just to get it on the road and riding put it put, put a derby engine on it i don't know uh, people have threatened, yeah people have people have threatened me that they're gonna put a derby engine on their nbr and i so for the longest i'm not gonna time. mention any names but a certain individual That's that like derby must sounds like Ed from Ed's Moped Shop. He puts a derby on everything. <laughs> it's not Ed. It's yeah, not it, Ed. Which is funny because we're over here like salivating over this bike. But if you showed this to anybody else in like a lot of collector communities, they would just be like, what in the fuck is that? Like, why would you want yeah, this? Yeah, what is that? Yeah, why would you yeah, even want this? this? No, there's no appeal to this. I also kind of I don't get it. I also kind of back the guy who's, talk, who's threatening to put a derby on it because I have a, I have a huge love for the, uh, the idea of making butt hurt bikes. Yeah, put a Batavis, <laughs> Batavis yeah. like, on it. If you put a Derby or anything else on this bike, it would make everyone else mad, and that's kind of perfect. <laughs> yeah, but if hey, it, man, if it's your bike and you own it, you can do whatever you want to with it. Not gonna bother me. 
You're not that kind of purist? Nah, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> Hell yeah. So what's next for mopeds, dude? Uh, what, what are your plans for the future? Rally, rally, rally. Shit, yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, probably the same as everybody. I mean, just, you know, want to get through COVID and make things, make sure things are safe so that we can go back to having rallies and, and riding and hanging out with our friends. You know, I feel, you know, I think once we get there, then, you know, things hopefully will go back to normal. But Or we all learn how to do it in a new normal, you know, like how do, how do we proceed? So like maybe it doesn't necessarily change all that. I mean, how long has it been? It's been a while. Yeah, a little over a year. Yeah. What? What, COVID? Yeah, it's been a year now. Yeah, it's been a hot yeah. minute. Like, maybe, you know, like, we don't know what's going to happen. So now right. we need to think about how do we adapt so that we can continue, you know? Maybe it's just yeah. uh, smaller events, kind of like the kind of things that have been going on, like little small rides, you know, well, 20, that's, 20 people or less. That's what we're working on the Baker's Dozen. Like, how do we host a party where it's, you know, open outdoors and safe and people have their own areas to use the restroom and wash up and, you know, things like that where, like, a normal rally, it's like, oh, just piss in the corner and don't wash your hands. And everybody <laughs> everybody grabs chi- chips out of the same know? bucket, you know? Yeah, that's the problem, right? Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, there are a lot of things to riding and the two-wheel culture that, that lend themselves well to, you know, social distancing, if you will, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, we've done, like you said, we've done small rides here and, and getting people together. Um, it's just not the same, you know? Um, it's not the I don't know. freedom, see. but yeah, moped GP is hard because you know you've got people coming from different parts of the country that end up coming coming out to that, and mm-hmm. we would hope that we come out to that because that's what makes it fun. You, know, you get to see those guys once a year, you know, and it's the same group of guys, and you want to see them all, you know, every year. Um, it would be the same if they weren't able to travel and come and camp out on the track, you know. Sure. So the we could still do it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what I mean. Like you could probably still do it. Um it just it just might not be the same. Have you ever hit the uh the midwest the Midwest races or the East Coast races? No, no, I haven't. I really I really haven't. Um that was always something you know, I'd play around with doing it, never got around to doing it. Um now I now I might just go check it out. But then like I said, I don't race, so like for me it's just, it, I just go and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I'd, I'd rather get a rally or something. Yeah, definitely. I wish, like, I don't know. Like, we always talk about, kind of, I think we talked about last year, how we wanted to go out to MotoGP and just, like, post up a tent and hang out and, like, interview people and, like, see, yeah, like, see, the, see the thing, you know? Yeah, not even, right. pretty, not necessarily, like, there to race, but just there to spectate and be part of, you know, yeah. S- yeah, support. It's, it's totally fun. I mean, and there are people that do that every year, you know? They just show up just, just for the event. Like, that's, you know? It's like a little mini rally in a way. Can you imagine flying all that way just to be woken up at six a.m. by <laughs> NS fifty guy? Yeah, by NS fifty guy. Like, man, this is this is really what I came out here for. Like, god damn. Well, we do it. That was down at Grange, yeah. So we do it at Prairie City now, uh, which is outside of Sacramento. And so, right in your own backyard. Yeah. So, what's, yeah, what's great. The, that's what's even better. What's that ass, asshole groundsman riding around at six o'clock in the morning on his gator? <laughs> Got my gator. <laughs> dude so before we get off we're gonna we're gonna pop a couple of questions we got uh from the instagram post today 
All righty. This is from Instagram, not necessarily from us. So don't judge the <laughs> the podcast over these questions because they are. They ain't gonna hurt my feelings. They're naughty, very uh, naughty. No, nah, no, nah, they're not bad. So, fifty-seven uh, percent <laughs> asked, uh, "How many times have you has this bike gotten you laid?" <laughs> Zero. Sounds like regular mopeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're into mopeds to get laid, you're in the wrong fucking office. <laughs> It's like you might you might have you might have blown it. You might have picked the wrong move. Yeah. Yeah. Except there are those times where like you the way you picture yourself on a moped versus like how other people picture you, where you're like, <laughs> Yeah, right now this this is it. I'm killing the game. <laughs> it's like that one second of clarity, you're like and if somebody took a picture of me like right then and there, you, you pass- I'd be looking all right. But two blocks later, not so good. You pass that one building that's got like really mirror, like really mirror style glass and windows in the front. You see yourself, and you're like, ugh. Yeah, but it's like it, it's it's totally the space time. Like you know, mo- it's got to be in that moment because two blocks later, you're riding by being the asshole, or some lady is covering her children's ears like and grimacing at you yeah you're the one minute you're the good guy killing it look how cool i am i'm on my cafe racer gonna go get coffee (laughs) next second you're terrorizing children next second some little kids throwing rocks at you (laughs) running red lights now you're a criminal uh uh next up we got uh goathead's uh npc aka uh I don't, I don't think we gave him a good nickname, so we blew it. But uh, what's the hardest? What was the hardest part to find for the build? Uh, it was it was making the um, the bike, the pulley. Yeah, the bike. <laughs> the bike. Yeah, it was it was making that pulley. Um, probably after that was um, trying to find the right cylinder. What cylinder do you have on it? So it's it's actually um, it's as close as I could find to the original. It's the butterfly va- exhaust valve, low sea water cooled kit, which they don't they no longer make. Where did you have to get that from? Uh, that you know, honestly, it was like I had it already, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, it was hard getting it. It was hard getting it. Um, it was hard finding it and, and getting it. Like, I knew a dude had one for a long time. It was actually Maitland um, from the Creatures. I yeah. knew he had it because it was off of Elliot's Creatures um, Fellini Cup race bike, and I knew he had it. And he had um, – he needed a uh, – what was it? A Honda Ascot. He needed somebody to go pick up a Honda Ascot because he needed some part for his like, – he needed his plug bike. So – do a little swap. Like, yeah, I went and picked it up for him in my truck and dropped it off for him in exchange for the cylinder. Nice. But That's a good trade, a actually. Yeah. yeah, it was a great trade. Yeah, he was happy and I was happy. Whatever, dude. Man, let's put in fucking Minarellis on Moby Frames. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing with that bike is like finding parts. It was more just the machining. It, it was just trying to get machining and 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 making the things because you just can't find it. They're just, just like, you don't have it, you have to make it. Yeah. I mean, did you have, I mean, you had some diagrams, but you had, you know, like how many pictures of these bikes are out there to go by for making Right, parts? it's that old blurry, well, Melosi, like I said, Melosi did come out with that article in, uh, I want to say 17, and they had some nice pictures. And so going off of that, but even that was hard to see how things were, 
Yeah, it's not like a schematic together. where you can see measurements and everything else. Yeah. You've got to right, right. I know my biggest thing, like just like from looking at the fairings and stuff back in the day, was like you didn't really, you don't really know about all the extra posts for mounting the front fairing and everything until you really like see it up close. Yeah, just mounting the fairings and fiberglass work. If you've ever dealt with it, it's always uneven. It's not perfect, and so trying to get it to fit and look good on the bike. So it looks straight. <laughs> it's hard. <clears throat> um, and you and did not re- kind of massage thing. You did What's not. Re- you did not repaint the plastics. No, the thing that was awesome is those fucking fairings from Treats were like they were painted like that. So yeah. I basically just buffed them out and made them as nice as I could make them. Yeah, looks solid. I would and then have so the and then replicated the the decals. Then had those um, drawn up. Nice. So Nick, Nick Avey and, and Tyler helped me with that. Could you not find the original tires? Uh, so those are those tires. I guess that was, yeah, those, it's kind of hard finding the tires. So those tires I put on there, um, the front, I want to say is the Michelin, the, 40 or something which is a discontinued tire That's and the good. rear is the original tires were uh the m29s which are the long dis- discontinued uh michelin tires that they used you know they made for a while back in the day they had them for a while early on in mopeds and those were pretty much the best tire you could get in terms of compound and, and wearing uh, and then they just discon- discontinued them but Oddly enough, I found them. Um, I found those tires on fucking eBay. <laughs> yeah, because that, that seems like a hard thing to actually find. They just fucking popped up. It was like new, you know, brand new tires. I was like, no fucking way. So like, and it was two different times that happened because that's, that's like when, again, like I said, the front and the the rear are different. That's when um, your your alert games on a thousand, always ready. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but they're. You know, they're they're period correct tires. They're from that time frame. You know, the front one looks like a kind of like a like a like a fuzzy, right? Or yeah, fun or funzy or fun. Yeah, funzy. The funzy. funzy. Yeah, yeah. That was like yeah. that was my first moped tire I ever bought, and they were like yeah, those are great dreamy. tires too. Yeah, those are great tires. Uh, like the good ones, they always discontinue. Next question here. <laughs> Next says, up, we got from Sad Wolf Tattooing, our, our homie from the Wizards. Uh, would you rather. Wizards. <laughs> wizard, 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 wizard. Would you rather ride behind a circuit pipe with no baffle or ride in the cold ass rain with no jacket or fender? No jacket, no fender for me. I, uh, I, I fucked that. I picked the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, am I, am I wearing a full helmet? Sick. Because uh, uh, I, yeah. I can't hear your fucking shitty baffle anyway. I know, dude. I've already done that. First one, I've been there. I've done that. No problem. I've been to enough moped rallies. I've experienced that already. Well, I guess but like fuck the, fuck the rain, dude. Usually, I'm faster than the guy who has no gas, <laughs> so I don't have that problem. So yeah, it wouldn't really matter. Uh, I remember uh, we went to the the last Pettycast rally in Chicago. And I and I lost the the promo baffle off my fucking promo pipe. You were the guy. I was I was the guy, dude. It disappeared. It got ran over. It was done for. And I remember I like hopped on my bike and joined some like uh, critical mass like bike ride. 
Oh, and I was like, <laughs> fake, I was like fake pedaling, and then like I fired it up in the middle of their little pack, and they were so Scattered. fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's not eco-friendly. <laughs> dude, yeah, they were not happy. Get the fuck out of here. They were yelling at me and shit, dude. I was like, what? Man, I got pedals. Check yeah, they were real nice <laughs> until they weren't. <laughs> like, check this shit out, dude. I pedal. <laughs> Oh man! But that was it from the internet. We didn't we didn't get a lot, but we got we got a little bit of love, you know. And, and I see that Cisco <laughs> comment. Yeah, Cisco baby. <laughs> but dude, uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us for a little bit and talking. Yeah, to thanks for having me on. I enjoyed talking to you guys. Do you, do you have any questions? Enjoying the bike <laughs> for the podcast. Questions for the podcast? Yeah. Any questions for us for Jason or I? No, no. We're, not, we're not that cool. All right, dude. cool. We're, See we're you later. Not, we're not building tight bikes. <laughs> no, nah, man, it's sick. Like, like I said, you, you did a great job with that bike, and you no, know, I appreciate it, man. You've been in the game for a long time, and Land Squids are like definitely one of those like OG MA clubs that everyone out here on the East Coast, you know, thinks about, looks so, up to. You know, yeah. You got, I hope you guys can make it out, or maybe we'll make it out your way. You know, yeah, it'd be nice to meet you guys. I know. I You're always to, welcome out here if you ever come out. I need to get out, get out west, dude. Kick That's it. the greatest part. After, co- after COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Post. <laughs> Next month. Listen, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, right. You're be, where's the rally? I, actually, I've already got my Greyhound ticket. Uh, <laughs> load me up. Bring right a moped, man. There's only like 44 transfers from here to there. God, that yep. would suck. There's some mopeds under there, dude. Uh, sick. All right, dude. Uh, thanks for checking. Uh, this will be up tomorrow, so you know I'll right tag on. you in and everything like that. Cool. Yeah, if you want to listen all right, back thanks. to all, all my interruptions like I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my right, deepest dude. apologies. <laughs> Later. No, have a good one. no worries. It was fun talking to you guys. Have yeah. a good night. All, all right, right see ya. Bye. Dude, my interruption game is a lot tonight. Hey, man. Do what we do. <laughs> It's all it's all fun. It's all in good times, and you know it's it's an early night. It's still quiet in the house. I can't believe it. we had a couple of, like uh, scragglers stop in. Oh uh, yeah, I was like Jordan didn't even pop his head in the door, but uh, Miss Lady King was like a little silent wave. I'm like, all right, cool. I was surprised. I was like, you guys aren't gonna sit down. I mean, you're here now. Fuck it. <laughs> I was surprised. I thought for for a minute it was gonna be like people rolling in <laughs> i was like here it comes i don't know what happened on the internet but apparently it's happening six more people showed up yo jason's having a party fire up the fucking karaoke let's go no <laughs> uh, i gotta get a new tv for the garage for that oh yeah yeah but yeah um that was a good one dude we're gonna i'll tag dave and stuff tomorrow i forgot to like Tell him a shout out his Instagram and everything, but I'll tag it in the uh, description of. You'll the... pick it up and post. <laughs> nah, I'll tag it in the description of the podcast and all that stuff, so you can. Can we check just out tag it now? Yeah, it's a uh, no. We'll spell it out. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. We'll just we'll just post it. It'll be on the post. Just Google sickest movie ever. <laughs> Probably in VR because it's the only one uh, complete in the country. But dude. That was it for me, man. You got anything else? I don't got any. We don't got any extra voicemails that popped up during this. No emails. No, no special emails. requests. No topic uh, suggestions. I'm really bad at checking the Facebook, so I don't even know if we got stuff on that or not. 
doesn't yeah. look like it. I think they're just supposed to email us at mopedmoneypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 804-638-9533. I think that's still the right phone number. Yeah, and uh, we're still playing Moped TikTok, so if you want to you know, play along, don't forget, hashtag Moped TikTok, and do something funny. Two Baker's Dozen in party? Oh, yeah. That's officially going to be at the T-Murder and Ashley Rebel Ranch, because we don't know what to call it, because they haven't given it a new place of name. Yeah, not yet. Compound, the pig house. Hopefully we'll have the pool set up by then. Mm. Is it going to be warm? It should be warm. By yeah. then, yeah, it should be decent. But yeah, we'll that, see. that'll be fun. If what, what, actually lets me buy is, a tractor. What are the dates again? I, cannot, I keep forgetting. I have no idea. I'm in I'm in no man's land. I, I have no idea. Yeah, let me figure it out. But yeah, we're, we're going to try to do something interesting for it. So maybe you know. like take the week off, and if you roll in town, you know we'll, we'll host some rides. We'll ignore you. We'll take you to the river. If you if you come into town early, we'll let Jim Henry show you around town. Oh man, I kind of like that idea actually because I want to. I like getting lost. I want to follow someone who doesn't know where they're going, and see where we end up. I say we just go around. We we create a ride, and so like we just. Markers on the road. Remember, we did that one rally. We were like tried to put paint markers on the road, but it was raining, so it didn't really hold up very, yeah. very good. But so, like, when you get to a stop sign, like red would mean you hang a right, and like another color would mean you hang a left. So when you get to a stop sign, you don't know where to go. You can see what colors on the stop sign. Hindsight, we could we should have done like stakes with balloons. Yeah. Well, hindsight, it would have worked if it wasn't raining. Yeah. Dude, we had it legit. We had like the truck Dude, with the yeah, beacon we, lights and the road paint. Yeah, we drove the whole route for this route for this rally ride that went way out in the cut, and we like drove it in a truck prior with like asphalt, like you know, marker paint, and spray painted all the turns with arrows. Oh man, it was a great idea. On wet ground, <laughs> and that failed. Whatever. Anyway, all right. All right. Good to see you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Moped Monday podcast, episode 10. <laughs> and we'll be back again next week, dude. Uh, fuck your car. Ride, Ride a moped. moped. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Fuck your car. Ride a moped. I don't know. Like, touch your fly. Was it moving? Like, no, nah, it feels pretty locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude. Oh, boy. Wah, wah, wah.